Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. We hope you all had a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we started a new annual tradition since Shane finally decided to come back home. Uh, we started a Friendsgiving tradition. It was incredible, dude. Yeah. It was incredible. Everybody made awesome food. We had Chick-fil-A nugs, and any day that you get Chick-fil-A nugs is a good day. That's a f- stone-cold fact. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, dude, it was amazing. Over eight, as normal. Uh, that's about the best part of that holiday for me, if you want to call it that. You know, just another uh, third Thursday in November, really. Oh, my God. People, you should not skip over Thanksgiving. It's a great holiday that you get to eat food and spend time with your family and friends. But on to other subjects. Our episode today, we've got our boys Eric Nix and Sammy Snow. We're talking the community that we're building, entrepreneurship, what they've got going on for the holidays, and of course, we never keep an episode off on the rails, so you kind of know that there's going to be some banter and conversations going everywhere, but uh, I know we don't stress it enough. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a written review and rating. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, just share the podcast with your friends and tell them to subscribe. It helps us grow, and in turn helps Walker County grow, but you guys, you know what to do. You open up that jar. Pass that thing around and enjoy Past Old 64, Part 2. Welcome back to Past the Jar. Today we have a, a repeat guest plus one. Guess who's back? Eric Nix is back. He brought a friend with him. It's Sammy Snow. And as always, my partner, Shane Murray's here with us. What's up, everybody? Eric, Sammy, how's it going? Great, man. What's going on? Sammy, since uh, Eric's been on here before, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, where you grew up, what you like to do. And uh, we'll let Eric give everybody a refresher course on him. Let him get to know you. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm from... uh kind of bounced around a little bit, but uh, originally it was uh, from Adamsville, and then when I was a teenager, moved to Oak Grove, like, Alliance area, uh, and uh, so growing up, kind of played in bands and a good bit, or played out in Walker County a good bit, actually. Um, uh, yeah, so the first kind of high school band I played in or around those years uh, was with Seth Cummings, uh, we played in like sort of, sort of a crazy metal band together at that time, and then uh, <laughs> after that, uh, when I after I graduated, I worked in some music stores and sold guitars and all kinds of stuff like that, and then uh, bounced around and sold some sold some cars, financial stuff, all, all kind. Of, I was never very good at any of it, <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you, but like, uh, but. Nothing just so, changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't found my thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, around the time when I was about to get married, and I, I knew I wanted to settle down and have a family, um, it was about the time Eric and Blaze were getting really busy uh, at the barber shop, and they were like having to turn people away every day. And I, I was wanting to make a change, um, so Eric asked me about if I might want to come and apprentice at the barbershop. Um, so me and my wife talked about it on our honeymoon. 
like right after we got married. Like, Big, great not, time. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Best time to bring that up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, like I still don't know why she humored me with anything, but she did. So. Um, he thought we were lying too. He's like, ah, "This is gonna be terrible. There's no way these dudes are that busy." Like, yeah. Oh wow. Well, yeah. I didn't really know. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a good idea, but my gut told me, told me do it. So yeah, we did. And my wife, uh, she hooked it up and just worked like crazy the whole time I was doing it. And uh, eventually, I became a barber at uh, Old Sixty Four. But yeah. So since uh, since I started, it's it's been cool, man. And uh. I've really enjoyed working there, and it's one of those things where I I was always kind of adjacent to Walker County, I guess. Like, I, I went to school at Summit Christian for a few years, and so I, I knew some people out there, but I don't know, man. It's felt like home since I've been at the shop, and I, I feel like people have treated me really cool um, and been really accepting of me. And it, it's, uh, it's a community I've been really proud to be a part of. Yeah, because, like, I remember when you first started, like, and I got my hair cut by you, like, it was just like a, hey, what's up, man, and then just kind of the awkward sitting in the chair in silence. Now it's like, me and Sam talk the whole damn time I'm in there. Yeah. And that's, takes, that's, how, that's how you run with everybody. It takes it. a minute to master that part yeah. of it, for sure. You got to have some serious, solid people skills. Yeah. And, like, get to know the type of person you're talking to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think I was probably so scared I was going to mess everybody's hair up. I was like, I didn't even want to talk, you know. I was just like concentrating on what I was doing. You just got to be one track minded. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going to gash yeah. this guy's head or ask him how his wife is. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. He could mess his hair up and his wife just died or something. That, you know, that happens yeah. too. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've got to go to a funeral tomorrow, and now I've got S shaped in my head. <laughs> but, uh. Eric, uh, give everybody a little bit of refreshers who you are. They 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 better not have forgotten. Uh, yeah, so I basically own the uh, shop that Sammy works at. Uh, been a barber since 2014. Opened the shop right out of school. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I also enjoy my job like Sammy does. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's my my general background there is. Uh, Feel like all the other stuff doesn't matter at this point. I'm just a barber now, and yeah. that's who I've always been, kind of thing. It's just your show. Yeah, I but guess. you got a good team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but uh, so tell us what went through your head when you were trying to get Sammy to join the business. <laughs> like desperation, I guess. Perfect. Yeah. If you ever talked to me. So uh, we were like. We all went out to like a fine dining restaurant. Was it Sticks? I think. Yeah. It's real fancy. Yeah. One of them. One of them places where they they yeah. throw the food at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. All over my nice tuxedo. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Tuxedo so shirt. We were, Cocaine white too. <laughs> not not anymore. His uh. So his family used to do like these family dinners. Uh, he, I'm married to his first cousin. I don't know if we mentioned that before. Yeah, you brought it. So up. we're in, we're, in, we're, that, we're family now. Is that your third? Our fourth cousin. Uh, uh, Alabama, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, we was at a family dinner, and I needed help in the shop. We needed another barber, and I can kind of tell people that would be cool at being a barber that could actually do it. And I always figured he would be a good fit for it. Yeah. And uh, I, I knew the whole time he didn't like his job. I can also read that on people, you know. And uh, I just thought it would be a great fit for him. And thank God his, uh, his wife thought. Might be a good idea for him to do that too, or else 
there wouldn't have been an issue. We mm. wouldn't be having this conversation. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Would it be just us? For real, though, that's a, a big leap of faith for him to do that. It takes to something like, did you go, did you just apprentice through Eric? Did you go to barber? Co- barber yeah, college? I just did. Just so a straight apprenticeship. Yeah. So that, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty tough. Like, tough. yeah. Because you have Eric as your guiding hand, and I don't know how many people would like Eric as their guiding hand, but it's not good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 you you, get, you had one of the best teachers, yeah. in my opinion, because well, uh, I've trusted him with my hair for six years. Yeah. So now I trust you too, because well, you, you had know, the guiding hand. Yeah, we, we have a, we have a good crew now for sure. Yeah, I mean, looking back, I, I didn't. When Eric was going to barber school, I, I had called him then and asked him, you know, like I, I didn't really even know what it took to be a barber or anything like that, but I heard that he was doing it and I called him and asked him questions about it. Cause I, I thought that sounded awesome then. And, uh, so and he I tried talked. to get him to do it then too. <laughs> yeah. Like, do it now. We can finish close to the yeah. same time. Yeah. And, uh, I just, man, I just couldn't. And, uh, but like, so, and, you know, looking back now, it's like, I, I feel super lucky to be able, cause like, I don't know any other dudes who have even done an apprenticeship. Like every other barber <laughs> I know, went to college to do it and just because most people don't want to take the time that it takes to apprentice somebody because there's a lot of you're taking a chance on them too you know they could yeah, get yeah. halfway through it for and them. drop out you know uh-huh. they can get a job offer and leave and all that time's wasted and, and don't think that he he's the first person that ever inquired about an apprenticeship because he's most definitely not yeah, I, I, can, can probably, I can believe that yeah. I've had probably 10 people ask me you know and no so how many hours did you have to put in as an apprentice before uh, you actually could like Get your license and everything. Uh, two thousand. <sighs> Y'all are open eight hours a day. Eight, eight hours, uh, nine. Nine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, barber school is only fifteen hundred hours. Really? So it's so, five hundred hours. So that shows like your your dedication to how bad yeah. you actually well, wanted two that. Years? Uh, yeah, about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I, I kind of drug it out towards the end anyway. Just but yeah, like at a well, it's like at, at a certain point, man. It was. I always kind of knew I didn't want like a regular job, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you got, if you got kids and all that kind of stuff, like you have to do something where yeah, you can also you make a living too. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. So and this was kind of the thing I found that like hit somewhere in the middle of all those things. And, you know, it, and honestly, I don't know that if I was working at some other barbershop somewhere else, I would have, I would like it as much, you know, I would, or I would even want to do it because, you know, here, the the people who come in the shop are cool, and they're the people I'd want to be friends with anyway, for the most part. You know, it's like their kids are cool because they're not spoiled. You yeah. know, and like they're they're uh, it's it's just a whole different thing than probably if I was in some trendy, <clears throat> you know, super swanky place or something like that where I was just cutting kids who were looking down on me the whole time or <laughs> yeah. something. You know, I, it would be a different experience, no doubt. So you you kind of warmed up to the people gradually. I mean, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, you worked in sales, but that's a different kind of approach because when you're selling something to somebody, you have to know how to sell them that. Well, they're in your chair, so you've already got their service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now it's at that point you just, just be, you got to be their friend. Yeah. And ever since I've known you, you've been pretty chill. You do have to sell it in a sense, though. You have to sell it while they're in your chair too, because you can give a really good haircut, but if you suck as a person, man, hey. Yeah, yeah. If you're just standing back there and doing nothing but cutting, yeah. well, think about a restaurant, you know, that's really good, but the staff is terrible and yeah. rude and all. You're not going to go there anymore. Exactly. You, know? yeah. you got to have a balance of all that stuff, I think. 
So you still remember the the first cut, first time you got the clippers oh, in your hand? Yeah. Oh, never. Yeah. Was I'll there some trembles that. or? Yeah, man, I, my I, my hand <laughs> shook for months, man. It, it's, yeah, it uh, and my first cut was on this guy. He he's a regular for the shop. His name's Cliff, and uh, it was pretty cool because he was actually like pretty particular. Like he he had like a real specific thing he always got, and uh, and so Eric booked uh booked some time for him to come in after we closed one day and i think i might have just cut the sides of his hair like i didn't do like a full we we did everything really slow and deliberate like he kind of planned out how he was going to teach me and it wasn't ever like a lot at one time it was just that's, like that's good like when I, when i first started um uh, yeah i didn't cut anybody for probably what like five or six months maybe five, six months and uh so touch clippers really nothing. yeah so i, I just you know, swept the floor and all that, and watched Carry garbage straight out, do towels, observing. But yeah, uh, it ain't no bullshit. Like if you're oh, going yeah. into something like an apprentice apprenticeship, you either you you're gonna be a barber at, in that time period that you you decide in that six month period, whatever it may be, yeah. or or you're like the hell with this, I gotta go get a job. This sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're if you're we didn't plan it that way. Like this amount of time you're gonna be doing this, this, this. It was just I can't. You're not ready right now, or whatever the case. If you stick through that, like you kind of you're, you're going to be around for sure. You kind of Mister Miyagi him, like you gave him all these like chores I think that's to the, do, and it, it I think broke that's him in. I I, uh, I I have a mentality of learning things very hard, the hard way, and learning it the hardest possible way, and going yeah. through shit to get to the good stuff to yeah. earn, to earn it. I think you have to pay your dues and I, everything. I tell you, that's also how you're going to weed out those guys that just weren't meant to be. Yeah. Well, you, you're a military guy. So same, I mean, you know, not to compare the two, but yeah. it's the same concept. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like you, you have these Joes that just walk off the street. Like, Oh yeah. I see Eric. Eric's a badass barber. I see so-and-so the yeah. badass barber, but they don't understand what kind of work you actually, you guys actually put All the in. The other guys that asked me about apprenticeships, they was always, well, when can I start cutting hair? You ain't not here. Uh-uh. Yeah. You, you just asked me the wrong question. Yeah. Or how how much will I make during an apprenticeship? See you gone. It's almost these like are, these are all. Do you want to be a barber? That's that's your question. I, how can I be a barber? That mm-hmm. should be your only question. And what can they attribute to your yeah. brand? Because yeah. you don't you don't want to screw up your brand. I, I don't care how good a person could be if they ask me questions like that. That's, it ain't gonna ever work. It shows you where their head's at. Yeah, it ain't exactly. Ever work. Because if their head's in the wrong place, then yeah. their work is gonna be in the wrong place and. Sammy grinded it out like he did for those few months before he touched a pair of clippers. Yeah. Like, that that shows the testament of how bad he wanted to work with you. Yeah. And yeah. you're not giving up on him. And Well, it teaches, it teaches both of us something. You yeah. Know? I see he, he knows what he's made of in a way, you know, and uh, for, for doing that. And I clearly know what he's made of after that as well, you know. Was there ever a not tough time? Not that I should be testing him, but in that sense. You yeah. Know, in that Was there sense. ever a tough time, Sammy, where you were like, uh is this worth it, or were you like I'm a thousand percent dedicated oh, to this, dude? Well, I mean, yeah, like as far as like three months in to my apprenticeship, uh, me and my wife and I we were gonna have a kid, so yeah. that was like pretty scary. Yeah, you know? like, it was like <laughs> oh yeah, it, uh, and I, I think Eric was in a you know, it was Colt born while you were still in barber school. Uh, or was it? I started barber school in October. He was born in November. Yeah, the similar. So yeah, the pressure was on, and you know, and and plus, like we were, we had a new marriage and stuff. My and like I said, man, like a lot of the or just like the burden of all that financial stuff was on my wife. So 
it, you know, I, I, I think in a sense I probably felt guilty at times about that kind of stuff, but it, I think we both were hoping it would be worth it, and I, I felt like in my gut it was going to be worth it. You kind of get that feeling of like, I've got to get this done. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, I don't really know what, uh, looking back, I, like you said, I, I never ask them, you know, what they made or anything like that before I started, or any, but uh, I think just for a long time I'd been trying to leave myself kind of open. I don't, I don't really know how to put it, but just like, to the right thing, and when it came along, just made sense, and nothing else made yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I, I 100% get that. Like, well, you had somebody that believes in what they do, and yeah. believes behind what they're trying to build in this community, so he's not going to, he wasn't going to let you down. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, during his apprenticeship, he never once asked, like, you think I'm ready to cut hair now, or whatever. He, he trusted without it being said that I would, that I would know. When the time I'm came, saying, you would, would let know him know. Yeah. 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 Well, and and I'll say too, man. I mean, it's a. Uh, Eric did a real like he's talking about doing everything the slow way. I mean, that we went over the same stuff so many times, and and he was super patient, you know, with me when I was learning because it does take a while. Yeah, you can <laughs> sit and watch somebody do something all day long, but until you really do it, you know, you don't know. Exactly. You don't know for real. Yeah. So once I did get into that, and it was different than I thought it would have been, then it, he took a lot of time and kind of help me get my fundamentals where they should have been and uh well what good would it do anybody if i taught him how to do a fade but he can't do a straight line on a uh on an edge up or something yeah yeah exactly like, that's not how you that, that's not how you learn things to me you, you build a foundation you build up from that and plus and now you don't go learn all the cool shit and then go back yeah that's what i was gonna say like now like cool shit changes from year to year right so that's exactly you, right like you didn't want him teaching you if you got those, if you have that those fundamentals and that foundation you can adapt to all that yeah if you learn to do the cool thing right off the bat what when that cool thing's gone now you're just like, you don't know what you don't know great. what you're doing yeah, yeah. first when you first open that's like when the fades and stuff were kind of coming in yeah. and now it's mullets and stuff yeah. like you gotta learn how to shape it too. Like yeah. You just can't yeah, go in there and just like start a, cutting. Yeah, it's a sculpture. In a sense. <clears throat> so like, learning the different ways to cut the hair when you did start, when he finally let you, was was there like a specific haircut where you're like, oh shit, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do that. Oh yeah, well probably all of them. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> was, uh, yeah. Can I just specialize in buzz cuts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. man That's a funny was... barber school joke. Uh, everybody wants to do a number eight on top. Because they can't do it. They don't want to work with scissors. They just want to fade and do a number eight on top of everybody's yeah. head. So, um, did, so did, were you a shaky hands guy? Like, I, I, I knew from the get-go yeah. I could never be a surgeon because my hands are shaky. So I was like, I definitely can't cut people's hair. Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm typically not. But, man, there there would be times when I was first cutting for sure where, like, uh, <clears throat> especially if I was cutting, like, a little kid who was moving around, I I would be like scared I was gonna hurt him, or even though I probably wouldn't have anyway. But in my mind, I had built it up like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, and so I'd be trying to keep it cool because, dude, you know, especially then before we were doing appointments, there'd be twenty or thirty people in there all watching you, and I'm, I was kind of the new guy, like I was trying to trying to look like I knew I was doing, <laughs> you know, like and dude, put that and, front on, and that and that crowd in there, y'all know, like if there's blood in the water, they know, man, and yeah. like they will roast you like crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like. Trying not to do that. And so I would get, like, shaky sometimes. I'd be going around kids' ears or and I'd just be like, man, try and breathe. Settle the nerves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you're, like, uh, 
So go ahead and snip a kid's ear one time, get it out of the way. Yeah, you know, yeah that's yeah, probably, I should have done that right off the bat. Just sorry, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just, you're just unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you finish your apprenticeship. You have to cut a ear off. <laughs> right. But then you can keep it. You put yeah. it on a necklace. Yeah. 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 It looks like that. Looks like hell now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, now, like with uh, Jax, when I bring him in, I was like, I trust Sammy. Sammy oh, Sammy's yeah. cool as a cucumber now. Yeah. <clears throat> you can. Because, like, in any job, when you get in a tough situation, you can just see, like, the stress in people's eyes. Oh, and yeah. The first time I, the very first time I brought Jackson in there, Sammy cut his hair, and I was like, man, he don't know what he's getting himself into. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this kid can't sit still. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, Sammy's going to hate me. What have uh, I done? I told him later on, he was bad shaky, and I told him later on, I didn't tell him while he was learning, of course, but I said, man, I, I didn't think he was going to be able to do this. When I seen you pick up the Clippers the first time and your hand was doing this, I was like, "Shit, we ran into it." It was, it was going great, and now this is this is it. This is the speedball. He's not gonna be able to do this. So uh, but he just smoothed it on out. It was amazing. So how has it made you feel watching Sammy grow into the excellent barber that oh, he is yeah, now? It's been awesome. He's a, he is a solid barber, and uh, that that has been awesome, man. Because uh, I invested a lot of time into it. You know, exactly a whole lot. So, That's like, I mean. You invest time and money into these people you bring into your shop. Yeah. So of course you want to trust them. Mm-hmm. You already had that relationship foundation built already. So yeah. did it make it easier knowing like Sammy personally? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's like you kind of joke around with him. Yeah, I'd rather, I would rather like people I like be, become barbers, or you know, or my friends become barbers and all that. Yeah, of course that uh, makes that, it that way. I already know easier. I like them. You know, I don't have to worry about that part of it. Yeah. And sometimes it can make you hate them, too, if you... <laughs> you think you know somebody. Yeah, that's right. So, Sammy, how do you feel, like, progressing later in life as a barber? Like, we'll say 10 years, how do you how do you see yourself? Do you, like, you see yourself Eric's level, like, just master, coming there fresh out of the bed, cutting hair? Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not that progressive. Uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, I guess... At this point, you know the the cutting hair stuff. It's you know it, it's something that I I try and be pretty conscious of, and it's easy just something that you when you're doing whatever how many ever we're doing every single day. It's it's easy to get into a routine and easy to, to like stop thinking about all the details. So like that's uh, I was watching a. a tattoo artist spotlight thing on on youtube the other day and it's like this master guy that he brought traditional tattooing to uh new york brought it back from the dead kind of and it was it was kind of like humbling to listen to what he had to say because all he cared he's doing the same stuff every day you know eagles you know roses and all this kind of stuff on all these people but it's like he still really loved it and paid attention to all the details it's like every time is, is just as important as the time before and like it made me think, like, dude, like, that's what I want to be doing for years and years and years. Like, I still want to be really paying attention and not going through the motions all the time and, yeah. uh, and just having fun. And and the other thing is, man, that I, I never counted on when I started doing this is, like, a lot of the, like, a lot of the coolest friendships I have now are just from people that come in the shop that I've met that way. Yeah, definitely. And... Like that's the other cool part about this is like I'm I'm gonna meet more of like some of my future best friends and stuff from doing this and that's just like a really cool uh, I don't know like it 
it makes everything ten times better to me. Did you kind of get that sense of that's how things were going to go for you when you walked in? You saw the kind of community that Eric and Blaze had already built there. Yeah, I mean, it it was like, uh, you know, it was like a place I would have wanted to come and hang out anyway. Yeah. You know, it, it was like I, I think he kind of always had a a vision of making it like a sort of like a secret clubhouse, you know, like for, for people who knew about it, you know, here's this special thing that he, that he had made. Yeah. And, uh, and I felt that as soon as I came in and, uh, so it's, it's cool to be a part of that in some way. I mean, like that's what me and Eric talked about. It's like on Saturdays when we'll get into the next topic here in just a minute, but Saturdays when everybody could just pile in there, man, like yeah, I didn't care. I had to wait two hours. Like I love sitting in there yeah, listening yeah. to everybody and chiming in when I'm, Felt like I could. Yeah. You don't want to jump in on a conversation that you don't, you don't know shit about, which yeah. I feel like too many people do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like the community that you built, you you fit right in, man. Like, well, I, I know it took you some time to get to know people. It's a whole community of uh, weirdos and uh, and you know all that. So yeah. like, yeah, I probably fit into that. <laughs> the chances uh, of you running into somebody with the same personality, like two different people with the same personality is very rare yeah. when you're in there. You That's probably just true. cracked into something there. It's probably a place that people like us and everyone that comes there has no other place to hang out. So yeah. we just yeah, saw exactly. we yeah. just saw congregate there. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then when Eric locks the doors, we just go to a brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. <laughs> so uh like I said, we'll transition to the next topic and uh tough times have hit us all in the past few months. Uh how did you guys react when you found out about all the COVID shit shutting you down? We'll talk about that, and then we'll go into life now. But tell us how it felt when you heard that news, like, I've got to shut the doors. Uh, I didn't think it was a big deal at all. Uh, I didn't want to close, obviously. Uh, we kept getting a lot of mixed signals and uh, a lot of vague emails and all that from the state board. They didn't want to tell us what we should do, and they are our governing body that should have told us what to do, but they didn't. They uh, shit the bed on that. Kind of like a cop out and there. And they're still they're still doing it for the record, uh, but they would never tell. We kind of made the uh, the decision on our own to uh, to close, and then the next day the governor's came the governor came on and said that everything is going to be closed. Um, I think initially I posted on Facebook that we were going to be closed uh, for like two weeks. Yeah. I said, well, we'll uh-huh. uh, worst case. I think I said worst case scenario we'll be back April first. This was on. March 18th, I think. Yeah, I remember. And, uh, yeah. and then, yeah, it was day, day after St. Patrick's Day. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal at all. And then it just kept going and kept going and kept going. Escalated. Yeah. So it started getting a little nervous then, of course. So what went through your head, Sammy, when, I guess, Eric, either you got the same email or Eric let you guys know. It was like, we're in. Yeah, I, we were kind of <clears throat> group texting the whole time. Uh, but, you know, I – I think I was kind of like him. I had no, I didn't think it was possible for the things to be shut down for that long. But which you know, I understand why it was. But it, um, I don't know, man. I I think, uh, you know, being in the shop the few days leading up to that, uh, I could tell like everybody was pretty tense. Like there was like a growing dread, yeah. you know, like on on everybody's back of their mind, you know. And that day we talked about like, well, maybe. 
one day soon, who knows? You know, we may even have to close the shop. But then that night was like, oh, tomorrow you close the shop. <laughs> yeah. You know, but <clears throat> yeah, and that was weird too because I I missed all of what he's talking about because I I had the flu actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the flu right after the the anniversary party. Had the flu, came back for two days, then we shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I missed the entire week. Came back two days, one and a half day because we closed our last day was a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, came back those two days and they were shut down for two months. So, <laughs> so what did you do while you were shut down? I know I, I saw your Instagram. I know you were straight chilling. Oh yeah. But, but what, I, I was drinking beer yeah. every day. <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> we, t- we talked about that the very first day I came back in. I was like, uh, so what were you doing? He's like, man, because we were, we mean you both talked about we pretty much wake up, kind of get like some physical activity in, yeah. and then start drinking. Yeah, you didn't know what else to do. It was vacation, I guess. Because we were both shut down for about the same amount of time. Because yeah. I remember. I came to get my haircut when y'all just opened when I was about to go back yeah, to work. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I was like, man, I woke up, I get my workout in, and go right to the fridge and get a natty out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what else do you do? So, uh, Sammy, what'd you do while y'all were shut down, man? Uh, I, man, it was kind of a blur, but I, you know, my my wife was working from home for most of it, so I I had uh, our two kids, uh, so I one of them just turned three. He was two at the time. The other one was like uh, three months old. Oh god! So like uh, we were, we were just like chilling, uh, doing you know sidewalk chalk and whatever, going for walks and that kind of thing while she was working. And then when she was off, then she would kind of like relieve me, and I'd go chill out. And but uh, and then we also, you know, we grilled a lot, and we uh, we drank a whole lot of muscadine wine uh, throughout the whole thing. And, uh, so we had some fun with it too. Uh, we had some, like a couple of really close friends that were also like lived close to us and like, they weren't going anywhere else. Like, uh, man, at the time we didn't know how dangerous anything, any of this stuff was like, everybody kind of had like the worst case scenario yeah. stuff going on. So we were trying to be really careful. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It, it seems crazy to think that it was two months because it's, you know. It seems like a time warp almost. That's what Brittany and I, my wife and I were talking about was how that time period where I was, we were both, she went to Skeleton Crew, so she was still kind of working, mm-hmm. but I was just straight off. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about how like, that feels so long ago. It does. And it was only just yeah. a few months. Yeah. They don't feel, don't feel like it really even happened. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sit, like I, I've tried think, seeing the positive and I was like, man, I'm constantly going and I know both of you guys are constantly going. So it was like you kind of went from fifth gear down to second gear yeah. and just kind of enjoyed everything that you don't really get that time yeah. to enjoy as an adult. Yeah, I got we were kind of kids for a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to hang out with my kids every day. Yeah. And I've never been able to do that. I know that meant a lot to you for yeah, sure. It, it was awesome, man. we just go outside and chill in the hammock or just do anything, walk around the yard, whatever. Because we didn't see anybody for like a month. We stayed at home and didn't do anything for like a month. Yeah, my buddy Eric, y'all know him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gave me shit because he was like, "Yeah, I didn't." I was like, "I ain't seen you in forever." He's like, "Well, I thought you was just too scared to come around people." I was like, well, I, "I was like, I'm pretty sure I already had COVID back yeah, in like December yeah. or January." Right. And uh, and so we were talking, and I was like, oh, "I wasn't scared." I was like, "I just trying to keep everybody safe." Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't about me. It was about well, we just we didn't know either. I mean, yeah. Still yeah. don't know. And that's like you said, you had the flu. You had did you have flu A or flu B? B. So, did you have like nausea or anything? Uh, or just coughing? No, nah, man, I pretty much. It was weird. I just uh I just stayed in the bed pretty much. Yeah. That's that's I was exhausted, had chills and uh 
You feel like you had COVID? Do you think, is, does that thought run through your head like I might have had COVID? I, I don't want to be, uh, so everybody says that. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think possibly I did before that. I definitely had flu beat then because I tested positive for it. Yeah. Uh, but I was recovering being sick at the anniversary party and uh, I was coughing like bad and been coughing for a month and couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. But who knows? We don't know. I, I, we don't I know, know that. Mm-hmm. I know it was something I had never been sick from, but I don't, it's, you know, it could have been a million other things that you can get sick from. I mean, this stuff's been going on for like eight or nine months now and I still feel like nobody knows anything about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't. And that's why I think you're starting to see more people get it, and the, uh, your friends and stuff are seeing on it. Didn't really affect them, and it's kind of changing our mentality. Like, let's just get, let's live yeah. again. Because like, yeah. I know, yeah. I know, you, like y'all love live music. Like I miss live music. Yeah. Absolutely, <clears throat> I miss gatherings and everything yeah. else. Yeah, it, it sucks bad right now. Everything does. So when y'all, uh, how did y'all react when you found out when you could open back up? Uh. <laughs> I was bummed a little bit. <laughs> I really was. I cause I think if I'm if I remember correctly, she was gonna announce on May fifteenth uh, the new order and see where it went from there. When she ended up coming out early on the thirteenth, I think it was. It's like okay, everything's open. Like, well, shit, man! I already had like another couple of days planned, you know, yeah. these last couple of days. And uh, yeah, I was a little. I was definitely glad. Don't get me wrong, but I was. Uh, I was a little bummed. I was like, man, this has been awesome. Yeah. And now i got to go back to work. That's how, that's how I felt. I was like, man, I was like, because our company kept us paid for several weeks mm-hmm. while we were off. And then right when, like, my first, the unemployment hit, like, when I finally got cleared to start getting it and I finally got it. Yeah. They're like, oh, hey, we're, uh, we're going back to work. I was yeah. Like, Shit, I was just getting used to this. Yeah, no doubt. Like, yeah. I was starting to enjoy it. My, See, money, I, my money was starting to get slim. Yeah, so but I you was. did put out some fire-ass merch. Yeah, that, while that was, while that we was were a lifesaver, man. yeah like, straight up lifesaver. Did you uh, did you like split it up between all you guys or? Uh, we did the, I think the second run I did is what is how we did that. I think was the rest of it trying to just keep the shop pay afloat. The shop, the shop bills, yeah. yeah, that was the main concern, so that they would have a place to work when we <laughs> when we came back. Yeah, so my sh- wife could not, and she makes good money, but she can't support the family and my business. Yeah. Really, so. it creates some different times. Like I know Shane. He was like, I can't come to Alabama. He's like, yeah, I'm so in total lockdown. <laughs> I, I loved and hated the way the military handled it. And they're still running it this way now. So they've got it split up between A team and B team. Mm-hmm. You work a week, you're off a week. And yeah. you're not doing the cross-contamination. Right. So it's split into two different shifts. So we've been working, well, I say we. We were. They still are working yeah. 12-hour shifts. Monday they, are through. they keeping those two groups completely separate? Yeah, so you've got, you got morning from, I think it was like 5 to 5, doing it that way. Yeah. And they would only have like one or two people from the oncoming shift come in. Mm-hmm. One or two people from the offgoing shift still be there. Because we had to do like this big inventory. Yeah. It was a huge tool room. So we had to hand accountability off to the other shift and do it without cross-contaminating as much as possible. So yeah. we were... We were burning through the Lysol in there. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. But they, uh, they put us on a strict no-travel ban. Like, you were restricted to nowhere outside of 30 minutes away from base, and you couldn't shop off base, like, point-blank period. If you couldn't get it on base at the commissary or in the BX, you wasn't getting it. Yeah. And that That's place tough. was loaded down. Because Barksdale's a, a fairly large base. Uh-huh. 
And it's not just military. They have a lot of retirees and civilians that live on base too. And those same restrictions were applying to them right Mm -hmm. off the jump. The worst part about it for us, it was terrible. The worst part was Cortland got her job offer back in February from UAB. And so we were like, don't want to sit on that. And then us move back, you know, in September and that offer not be there. So we kind of treated it like a, a small deployment, basically. Uh-huh. We were used to being separated for six months. Right. At this point, though, I'm six hours away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll leave on Friday when I get off work, come spend the weekend, go back, do it all again. Yeah. Then the corona stuff pops off, and they hit a restriction, so I'm just sitting there thumbing the butt. Just. <laughs> so she was here? She was, yeah, she had already oh, moved right. back. Yeah, like, we moved her back on the uh, 24th of February. That's crazy, because oh, there's... No end in sight, really. You exactly. Know, who, yeah. who knows when that would have been. And it killed. Like, I was supposed to start rolling right into my out process, and as soon as I got back, so that was just going to free me up for even more time. Mm-hmm. And they started shutting down the base clinic, like the dental office. Finance was moving. Like, everybody was moving to telework, except for the maintenance side, which, obviously, you can't telework on an airplane. Right, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts, dude. So, it was... Yeah. Because I remember when we were like, we, we'd ask him, like, so what's the countdown on you coming home? He said, it's supposed to be two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't know yet. Because yeah. it, it's like if they hit us with another travel ban, I'm stuck. And I was like, shit. Like, that sucks. That sucks really bad. But when uh when y'all got opened back up, did y'all have like a book, a novel of things you have to do? Or was it pretty simple, straightforward? Yeah, very confusing. I don't even remember. <laughs> like, I know that I went to the shop every day, I think, that we were closed. And uh, I don't even know. I would just go in there and sit sometimes. Be like, man, it'd be cool to work here. <laughs> <laughs> I would clean up and I'd make sure that, you know, no rats were coming in and getting everything. I'd knock some cobwebs down. But, man, we pretty much just, I think we all went the night before we met up. Yeah. Uh, had a couple of drinks and cleaned the shop up and got it ready and set our tools up. But that's pretty much it. Nothing too complicated. Like now, I know you got to spray down the chairs and everything, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we did have to do a whole lot of sanitizing before we opened, of course. But, man. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, I mean, at the time, it was like, I remember being concerned because all of a sudden, it, we were going to have to clean things. And, and we've always kept things clean, but it, we were going to have to clean things in different ways, I guess. And, yeah. And it was like. No one has any cleaner. No one has any, you know, thing to sterilize anything. That's what I was going to say. One of my biggest regrets from COVID was not just unloading a bank account into disinfectants. No doubt, man. Getting that stock. That's right. Toilet paper. Yeah. (laughs) Toilet paper. Still don't understand that. We had to close our restroom of the shop. We didn't open the restroom because we had no toilet paper. I remember remember (laughs) posting on Facebook about it. You can't can't use our bathroom. We have no toilet paper. Uh, So how has it changed your thought process? Like knowing, hey, we could be shut down at any minute right now so how has it changed your approach to work does it change anything at all or just it's another dead shot hasn't changed anything with me I just, we just grind it out every day uh i mean we're doing our we do the same thing every day no matter what so that kind of thing is out of our control anyway i feel yeah. like so it's one of those things like there's, there's no, no sense in worrying it. there's no sense in worrying about it yeah. so there's you not, s- nothing you can plan out plan or anything like that do you see an end in sight you don't know yeah. yeah, it's like you said, where, you know, we're whatever, how many, nine months into this or whatever, and we still don't really know what we're dealing with for real. And, uh, you know, it's like probably, you know, 
in this coming March, we can look back and say what everybody should have done. But man, you know, we're that's what we talk about sometimes. It's like you know, we just we want to do what we got to do to stay open, and you know, do what we got to do to somewhat you know to keep ourselves safe as much as you can. I don't know if you really can you know one hundred percent do that. So, but uh, you just you yeah. d- you just don't know like you. Like, I've heard people that have had it, they're like, I felt fine, nothing was wrong, I ran a fever for a couple of days, and you hear people who's like, there was one one day out of the 10 days of quarantine where I felt like I was dying, and yeah, you've seen sure. people that have gone into the hospital for it. Like, yeah. It's just, I we've, guess it depends had, on what you do. We've had customers that have passed away from it. Really? Yeah, yeah. several. I know a couple of people that, like, just from the county, right. that have passed away. Yeah. I mean, it, it can kill you. and. Yeah. It can, and, and there's obviously a lot of factors. I'm not getting into all that because I don't. Yeah. You know, we all know the. We're obvious. not doctors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know the obvious stuff. Yeah. But I guess my belief on that with with the uh, so the underlying illnesses and all that, most people have those illnesses already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't dead. They were alive. They got COVID. And died. No, they're not. Yeah. I, I think that's undeniable. Uh, but what it does to you, I, I don't know. Yeah. I I know some very healthy friends that are very very good shape that have gotten it and done very bad with it. They yeah. had been very sick. And then, like you said, just regular old guy get it and no problem. No problem. See, I feel like, too, like no matter how good a shape you're in, uh, you may have like a heart condition that you don't know about. Like yeah. these people, like yeah. these NFL players, they go into uh, the combine, they have their medicals done. They're like, you have an enlarged heart yeah. or something like this, and these suckers never knew about it yeah. because it never bothered them. Yeah. It and then just, they drop dead sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hank Gathers, or I think it was a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you never know, like, what yeah, you actually yeah. have going on in your body. Because yeah. if you don't go to the doctor once or twice a year at least, like, yeah. you don't know what you got going on. Mm-hmm. And if you are if you think you're healthy, chances are you're not going to the doctor once or twice a yeah. year. And yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things that's kind of throwing everything out of whack is it's affecting every individual a yeah. different way. Yeah. So there's no way of saying, okay, yeah. well, it's attacking this system or right. that system. Yeah. A and B in are that getting... Sense, I don't necessarily fear it because... Well, what if I, I'm probably, I'll probably do fine with it, but what if I don't? Yeah, what exactly. Guy, you know, I do have asthma and things like that, so I, I worry about it a little bit, but, you know, it's so random. I don't know. Exactly. And work in, like, the field I work in, like, I'm respiratory pretty yeah. much. So it's like one person comes in sick, our whole freaking lab shut down. Yeah. And that's what scares me, and especially working in the hospital. That's another very good point, too, you know. Um, no matter what our beliefs are on masks and all, whatever it is, we can't. We're gonna do whatever is gonna keep us open. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do at this point. Exactly. It's not. It's not Our bowing to the views government. Don't matter. None of that. We're gonna. If they say wear a mask, we're gonna wear a mask. Yeah. They say wear a full body biohazard suit, we're gonna do that <laughs> because we have bills to pay. And yeah. That's what we're gonna do. See, like we're not complying. To, you know, we're we're staying. We're keeping our our families. Yeah. Well being. That's up it's literally doing. a business decision. Yeah. Like you have to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Right now. Yeah, that's cool. Because you you've got to put food on the table. You can't. Well, so think about these. Uh, you see restaurants and the you know, barber shop on TV and all that. That well, we're we're going to fight the system. We're going to we're going to stay open. There's nothing they can do about it. Guess what? You still closed. Yeah. You gain nothing. You got a few. You got a few customers to come to your shop. You got a commercial. Right. Yeah, you got it's a free, you got a free commercial, and you know certain people are going to be. Oh yeah, I'm all behind this person. You stay closed just like everybody else did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except you got fined and we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, what's that's, your, what do you gain? Nothing. You like, got your five minutes of fame. You blew yeah. up on social media for a hot minute, yeah. and now it's yeah. physical. Now your doors are probably closed. There you go. Like, well, I think about the rest. Yeah, I mean, it's like 
you think about what if this had turned into something and, and you know it, you could come off looking just so irresponsible in a oh, yeah. situation like yeah. that oh, yeah. you know and, and I, yeah what if it was way worse than everybody thought yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you you chose to and now you're up. the you're the ringleader for yeah yeah you know how much man Think about how many people could get infected at some a place like a barber shop. Yeah. Oh yeah. The entire county. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody's gonna come in. They're gonna go to their homes to their family and all that. Touching yeah. doorknobs, sitting out. in the same chairs. Yeah. Sitting but, right next to each other. Yeah. But I mean, like, like I said, I don't, I don't wear a mask unless I have to. Yeah. Like if a place mm-hmm. says you got to wear a mask, come in. If right. I if I need shit, if I have to wear a mask to go in, I guess I'll put a mask on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Like it, it, it I know you guys are wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Like when I come in there. Mm-hmm. first couple of times I came in while y'all when y'all first opened up yeah I wore my mask but now it's like okay I'm doing okay right now yeah you know mm-hmm. as long as I can whatever I can do to keep these guys open right but it, yeah. now if I'm out in town like until they start saying there's gonna rise tickets in downtown yeah. for not wearing a mask but like at the breweries and stuff I'll follow Mason's guidelines that he has to follow to keep yeah. him open yeah. you know like you guys y'all are my friends I want to do whatever I can to help you not be in this position That's we were in months ago way to do it. yeah That's the respectful way to do it it's not it's not government government overreach when you're keeping your friends' business open. We, we have plenty other gover- government overreach we should we could worry about. Yeah, we're if focusing wanna, on the wrong out of things. That, we could spend yeah. three hours. Oh, exactly. You want you want to come mask over? Is not it. Yeah, you, you don't, don't do a, po- <laughs> just do a because, podcast on how taxation is theft because yeah, we can. Yeah, <laughs> just because yeah, nobody, you now, feel nobody, now we're talking. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's yeah. crying about that. Crying about having to put a mask on. To keep your stank breath off everybody. We'll do it. That's, that's another thing. I mean, I'll be honest. You catch that morning breath sometimes. You yeah, pop man. a mint in there, and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is doing the trick. Slide that mask up. Yeah. Guess It'll what? You now know. you're not affecting anybody. Yeah. That's right. There's been a few old dudes on, at work. On that note, don't. Uh, I eat Altoids for breath mints. Don't oh, eat one of those. Then no. put your mask on. You open yourself up. Bro, it will light you up. Oh yeah, you <laughs> open yourself it up. It will light you up. You mm-hmm. and me both talked about that because I was like, Yeah, I had a mint in the first night at work. And I have my mask on going into a pastry. All of a sudden, my eyes were just oh, welled yeah. up with tears. I put, I put a holes in my mouth and put my mask on. Oh, boy. I had idea. to stop cutting hair. I was like, man, I'm sorry. Hang on. I was like wiping my face off, man. Just tears pouring out of my eyes. Let me tell you, don't ever burp food while you have your mask on. Either. Oh, yeah. Terrible idea. Yeah, the no, mask no, lets no. you know how bad your own breath is. Oh, it's oh, idea. It's like, man, I smell this dude's breath through my mouth. Oh, no, that's mine. No, yeah. that's me. That's yeah, me. Yeah. That is me. I'm growing an ecosystem in this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Putting roots down in the wrong place. <laughs> so when uh, so when you reopen and got kind of in the flow of everything, has it kind of become like just a normal until they be like, you can take your mask off, bro? Mm, uh, you mean like wearing the mask? Do, yeah, do you have like, because like there'll be times where I'm walking to a patient's room and I'll look and I'll, or realize, like, shit, I forgot my mask. And I have to go turn around, go back in, and get my mask on, and then yeah. go. There are other times where you got ready to cut hair, and you're like, shit, got to put my mask on. Uh, no, that's not too bad. Yeah. You got much. anybody that comes in and just pops down in the chair, still got the, like, the neck gator. Got that bad oh, boy yeah. riding oh, up yeah. high, oh, and you're yeah. like, hey, oh, man. Yeah. We gotta we gotta yeah, scrunch yeah, this thing down. Yeah. Just so you know, neck gators are completely ineffective. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. It's a neck decoration. Too, oh, yeah, try oh, fishing. Man. Like I wear them when I go fishing right. out on the boat. If I do go on the boat, because like I wear them to protect my neck. Right. My, yeah. My beard. Like they're designed. My beard, for. my beard does some good shielding. Yeah. But yeah. like my neck and stuff, buddy. I'll have that thing on for like five minutes. I'm like. About to find me in the bottom of Smith because yeah, I'm gonna man. black out and fall out the boat. They're, they're so hot, man. It's, it's crazy. Like I'd rather wear a KN95 because they're actually kind of breathable. Yeah. yeah. But they're still keeping your germs from coming in my face. Not if you read Facebook, they're not. 
buddy. Bro, don't, don't read Facebook. Don't read yeah. Facebook for anything. Yeah, I was yeah. watching Plandemic. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to just have to have a whole spitballing conversation one day about all this shit when it's over so oh, yeah. we can look back and talk about oh, what There's going to be so much good content that comes from this once we actually finally get out of the the pandemic phase and we can look back on it and say like you said earlier that hey we should have done this we yeah. should have never been doing that yeah. and it's going to lead to some some pure gold but that's yeah. the beautiful thing about life is we learn something every day and there's going to come that day where we learn everything about covid yeah. it's always amazing to me that we can still learn things we yeah. can still do things wrong Mm-hmm. I just you just kind of feel like you got we got everything right. Yeah. Oh, we get a pandemic. Okay, well, cool. We'll do, we'll do this, this. And this. No, man. Government and everybody else throwing their hands up. Like we don't know what to do. Yeah, because uh-huh. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's wild that that can happen. I feel like whatever, because like a lot of people give the like president and senate and the house shit, but you got to realize these governors are what's making your rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A like, lot of times yeah, yeah. Right. The the higher ups can override you, but right now this like. All the other states' governors are who's calling their shots, yeah. and a lot of people don't realize that because you can be mad at the president or whoever you, all you want to, but right. it's your governor you need to be mad at. Yeah, move to Florida, bro. I just came back from Florida. No, there's no. Rules. It's a lawless no, land no, down there. <laughs> yeah, I, we went to uh, uh, Pineapple Willie's. Oh man, people sitting all all on top of each other, strangers, uh-huh. and everything. It's like, man, if these guys don't get it. We're good. It's over. Let's cancel everything. Let's get back to it. I think one of my favorite things, like when it first popped off, you're talking about Florida. It was like two counties in Florida. One had like a strict, like nobody can even like go outside, basically like a pure lockdown. Right. And then the next county over, wide open. So like somebody put up a picture from their like beach house out on the porch, and it's just like there was a line in the sand. <laughs> There's 10,000 people over here and just nothing. And it's everybody from all the other counties are just flocking in here. Oh, and you're not. thinking, like, at what point did that seem like a good idea? Because right. that's exactly what was going to happen. Watch some footage on uh, the Miami-Dade area. That's hilarious. Oh, dude, we were we were having about, parties, like, on the beach. Like, <laughs> we were, like, a, it was beautiful. an hour and a half north of Miami on our last vacation. And there was no regulations like i mean we had to wear a mask inside the restaurant at the resort we were at but other than that man it was like carry on yeah do do you do you yeah florida florida's wild man florida's very wild they're doing doing their own thing down there i respect it but i don't want no part of it (laughs) absolutely let them be the test dummy yeah so if it works out cool we can all adopt it if it, if it just blows up, now we know. Yeah. Florida <laughs> so, could almost just break off and be like an island like 100 miles away or something. Uh-huh. And do, it, do its own thing. Yeah. We visit it every once in a while. Yeah. You know? But uh, so with, like I said, with everything going on the way it is now, how do you see, we'll just say next year since the end of the year is coming up, how do you see, do you, you think it's going to be over in January? Everybody's like, yeah, it's going to be over in January. Like you see bands starting to reschedule tours yeah, and everything uh, else for 2021. And you know those guys got they, like yeah they got streaming money and stuff for yeah, their music for that, but yeah. you yeah. know they make money off live shows too. Yeah, what is, what is over? What is over? Yeah, what's what's yeah. over? Yeah, what is I, that's what I, was, I feel like we're kind of living in the new normal now, where maybe we get to a point where it's not like a complete mass mandate, but I think you're still going to have a lot of folks, a majority of the population that's like, you know what, I've been doing this for so long, I feel comfortable like this. Yeah. It never hit me, and I've been wearing this mask the whole time. Yeah, honestly, maybe that's best case scenario, is something like that. Mm-hmm. We 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 get conscious, of, you know, maybe in flu season, 
you put a mask on or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's drastic, but you know what I mean? You wash your hands more than you did. Mm-hmm. You you know, if you think you're sick, you don't go out in public. And, and you got that, that, that a little bit of doubt or yeah. creeping in the back, like, what if this is it? Yeah, I maybe, don't want to be the one that just springs this again. Maybe moving everything yeah. in that sense. I don't know. What throws me off is like you see these countries that they didn't have a mask mandate or social distancing guidelines, and they're carry on like normal. Yeah. yeah. And they live in closer quarters than we do. Yeah. Because we're right. pretty spread out here in America. Yeah. So, especially did, down did, in did they get southern. it right, or, and did we get it just wrong, or well, typically too, those those countries like that have way less people too. Though. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I think it's a it's, it's a big number saying there. It's yeah. less people, but it's also healthier, in my opinion. Like European Absolutely. countries are definitely more healthy than Absolutely. we are. Oh yeah, I, I, better immune systems in that. Yeah, because of that too. It, when Jason was talking about it on his episode, the uh, like the food difference, the GMOs yeah. just being oh, yeah. pumped in here. Yeah, sure. We like, are a very unhealthy nation. Oh, yeah. one very billion percent. He he nailed it. Like I was sitting there listening to it in the truck, just head bobbing. Like yeah. yes, you are so. He was talking about eating a cheeseburger. Yeah. I don't remember. I, it was in some other country, but I ate one in England, and it was the same. Like I went to McDonald's. Got a Big Mac and a house one here, yeah. no problem. Get over there, took like four bites of it. Stomach's starting to bulge out a little <laughs> yeah, bit. And I'm like, hold on, that's crazy, man. What yeah. is what? That is wild. I it's, feel like everybody says the new normal's bad, but this is the like Disney uh, Plus and some of these other stream sites have already proved like movie theaters can be obsolete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just. But how's Jasper gonna get one, bro? <laughs> Man, please don't don't even get people started on yeah. that. God, we're not getting another movie theater. So. We don't need another movie no. theater. Zero percent chance Jasper will ever have a movie. Uh huh. <laughs> so how do you see you guys moving forward? Like once they kind of give the okay to kind of like, I guess back off the restrictions a little. Right now you're still running like you schedule your clients ahead. Yeah. And how do you yeah? How do you say when you don't have to do that anymore? I, I don't know. We'll do a modified version of that, probably. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep... Yeah, it used to be where I was the only one that took appointments. Everybody else just did walk-ins, and Friday and Saturday, we'll walk in only. Yeah. We'll, at very minimal, have it to where everybody can take appointments at some point in time. We may stick to this, appointment only, because mm-hmm. it's awesome for yeah. everybody. Yeah. But just let the people come in kind of closer to their time. Yeah, and you can, you can do that now. Yeah. As long as we don't got 30, 30 people in our, our waiting area or something. It's also easier to have a conversation with like six, seven people in there. Plus, you guys yeah, at a time true. instead of twenty. We get lunch now. Yeah, that's great. We <laughs> leave on time. So, yeah, and, and people don't have to sit and wait three hours for a haircut. You're, yeah, you're kind of learning these new things where you're kind of like, maybe this was a blessing in disguise yeah. because it helps me live my life a little bit better and run yeah. my business a little bit better. But now, like, it sucked that it took a pandemic for us to figure out. You know, we've been doing things a very un- unconventional way for a very yeah. long time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I and mean, we've kind of been in this place, you know, where, like, for example, you know, buying stuff online. Like, I think everybody's known for a long time that that was going to, you know, that would be the future. We were moving in that yeah. direction. And, and it was like, you know, this kind of pushed everybody maybe two years forward or something mm-hmm. on those things. And, so, and, I don't know, and and same thing that like people have known for a long time that they could do their jobs from their house, you know, but like yeah. they just weren't. That and was that was one of the things that was really like kind of eye opening to me, especially like seeing New York City, like the just drastic difference from yeah. 
the start of Corona, even up until now, like it does not look like the same place. And you start thinking like, how is this going to affect like major companies now realizing, Hey, we don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to rent this building for, or this office space, whatever it may be for a year. I hope for everybody that they can work from home. That'd that'd be awesome. Yeah. Obviously we can't. Yeah. I can't either. That'd be pretty dope though. No, unless our podcast, unless my podcast takes off, I don't want those fools in my house. Yeah, no, no, that's a, I'm talking virtual yeah, haircuts. Nah. <laughs> we just teach, we just teach you how to do it yourself. Eric walks you through it. You throw like some Bluetooth action down on some clippers. Yeah. You just set it to house with like a PlayStation type. Just deal. straight up monetize your uh, monetize the YouTube channel. Like, yeah. all right, boys, this is how we're gonna do a fade today. Yeah. And speaking of uh, different haircuts, we'll kind of get out of the negative pandemic shit. Like I said, I agree. It's the new normal. We're we're learning things that have been seemed unconventional that they're actually very conventional. Because yeah. you look at like you look at a uh, a streaming movie that just came out, and you're like, I'm not paying thirty bucks for that. Okay, Buddy, let me tell I'm you. Glad you said let that me tell you something, man. Gum, because you spend about sixty bucks when you go to a movie theater. Yeah, I spent thirty bucks on a good movie. Yeah, well, don't spend it on Mulan. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. a that was a drastic yeah. overcharge. Are you talking the original or the new? One? No, this new one. Thirty yeah. bucks on the old one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would. I would throw down thirty dollars right now and watch Mulan. We'll leave like movie. We'll leave movie reviews so I know a trifecta friends. Yeah, but uh, like you're learning, like all this stuff is you see you see a price tag that's right in front of you, but you're not realizing the money you're spending piling up while you're out doing this. Like yeah. you got twenty bucks on gas to drive to Birmingham or Coleman. Mm-hmm. You got twenty to hundred bucks for dinner, depending on what kind of food you want to eat while you're out. Plus your movie tickets and everything else, unless you. You sneak one in you, you girl's purse from yeah. the food. But you boys been still known to plate some lasagna. <laughs> well, you're still spending thirteen bucks a ticket. <laughs> Catch me mid row eating some Alfredo. <laughs> nah, yeah. yeah, I mean you're not thinking about you you see a flat rate and you're not mm-hmm. looking at what's built up over time mm-hmm. that you're out. Like you can get a uh, five dollar pizza from Little Caesars and order a thirty dollar movie and you're still spending less money. Sitting at home with your family, not having to drive everywhere and run yeah. yourself ragged. Also, you, you I ain't just got don't like about it. I ain't got these fifteen-year-olds in the back of the movie theater doing some unspeakables. No doubt, yeah. or somebody <laughs> shooting the film for uh, if a. If that's going on at my house, man, I'm gonna. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to do fifteen-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Eric throws a sheet up in the backyard, hits a projector, and next thing you know, the kids are coming. It's like you, who are these kids? It's like there's things that we see as inconvenient there in front of us, but if we sit back and think about it, like that's actually a lot more convenient. Yeah, yeah. Like I do miss concerts for sure, a thousand percent. Like I yeah. miss live music, yeah. and I miss all of us getting at the brewery for like your uh, anniversary party and stuff. Right. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that again next year. Yeah, maybe see. Eric will be like, I'm selling limited tickets. Yeah, who knows, man? <laughs> I liked when the uh, the artists were doing the Facebook Live. Oh yeah, they quit that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, like we would, we would. The people that live like right around our house, we'd have like the the backyards open. Somebody mm-hmm. would throw up a projector, throw on that Facebook Live. Yeah. I mean, it's not obviously a live concert, but pretty good though. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah, comfortable good. chairs, a lot less uh, expensive alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I will tell you, I'm not spending money on a virtual live concert mm-hmm. like Garth Brooks did at the drive-ins all over the place because obviously that's pre-recorded. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not spending money on that. Yeah. But now I'll sit and watch your Facebook Live when you go live, because you're still you're did getting you, monetization streams. Did y'all like happen that. to notice how many people became singers during oh, the quarantine? Oh, dude! Did you know how many people became streamers and content creators? Oh yeah, 
Yeah. I was like, man, I, I, I started right before this oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Yes, I bet a lot of podcasts were born during that. Yeah. That was yeah, one billion percent. Not not all of them are past the jar, though. Hey, uh, shameless yeah. plug. Literally, uh, almost <laughs> none of them are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where can you have a conversation that stays on the rails that but off the rails at the same time? Nowhere. Hey, I, was, hey, I, I don't know which you. one we're doing. No, they, they, this train's leaning. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, that's the new normal may not be such a bad thing. Like I said, the only negative for me is live music and getting to hang out with all y'all and right. at the breweries and stuff together because obviously we're going to keep our family safe because we still, nobody knows. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can look at the death rate and, like, oh, yeah, it's minuscule. I kind of want to try mm-hmm. one of them. Them drive-in live shows. I, I kind of oh, if the artist is there, live? yeah, 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 I'm yeah, thousand percent for sure. That's what I'm saying. I had a client tell oh, me yeah, about that the that. other day. Uh, that he he went to a couple of them that was like in Huntsville, mm-hmm. and it was like yeah, Alan Jackson did. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. Alan Jackson did when Coleman. This dude was saying it was like uh, like he found out about it. There's there's this Facebook group thing where it was like almost like a little festival. But it was just in this parking lot, you know. They had like DJs and stuff. Pulling it. Yeah, so it's like you can have people in your car with you, you know, bring a cooler and like hey, party maybe, down. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Drive-in anniversary party. Whatever. Bang. Get Barry Bangers up there. We don't even have to wait till the anniversary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got plenty of fields here Which in Walker County. Oof. <laughs> 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 I mean, depends on how much of that jar we get into. <laughs> we, we got some tailgates around here. <laughs> Like I've read an article, is like Garth Brooks ran the biggest scam of all time because oh, yeah. they're because yeah. they're pointing out like different parts where you could tell he stopped recording and people oh, like man. move and change positions and stuff. Really? They're like, Come yeah, on, like why would you spend money on that? I was like, yeah, you're an idiot if you do spend money on that. Like yeah. you got rigged. Like yeah, it's a it's a sense of something to do. It's supporting an artist, but like at the same time, that artist kinda... has too much money to begin with. Yeah, you don't need no support. No, he yeah. needs to be supporting anybody else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, like that Netflix. I'll do that for some independent artists, you know, yeah. some up and comers. What's so Garth worth? He, he, oh, he's, oh. He in a bill, is he a billionaire yet? No, I don't think he's in the billions, but I'd say he's hundreds of millions. Yeah, I'd say he's probably flirting around that five hundred. Watch, just yeah, watch the first few minutes. Just watch the first few minutes of his Netflix. I think, I think Beyonce is worth five hundred million. Yeah. Oh, I think Beyonce and Jay Z are up in the billions. Combined, combined. Well, yeah, 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 that's a good point. Yeah. Just watch a Garth Brooks's Netflix documentary and look at that piece of land he's just sitting there chilling on. Yeah. And tell me how much you think he's worth yeah. because I feel like he's worth hundreds I'm of millions. I'm gonna say let's, let's do that. Okay, all right. So I got it pulled up. So Sammy, throw out a guess. This will be our last. Oh yeah, this, well, this is this is a random segment right I, yeah, here. I, We're I'm gonna call say, it "Guess That Net Worth." I, I'm gonna say 320 million. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one, Drake. What do you got? It's like 550 million. Wow, way to just straight cop my answer there, bud. Garth Brooks' net worth of 400 million dollars. So Sammy was closer. Mm-hmm. It's not impressive at all. No, nah, yeah, it's still a you shit would, ton of money. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a lot of money, but you got to think this guy very frequently referred to himself as the king of country. And I want to put myself on celebrity at net worth, like they go like oh, a thousand bucks. Twelve hundred and seventeen dollars. This son of a gun owes money. Yeah, that's but, uh, is, is bank accounts withdrawn $35? Yeah. Wait, does that, does that count medical bills in collection? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, My number's coming up red. <laughs> <laughs> While we're laughing, me and we, Shane and I talked to Seth about uh, some haircuts that we used to get before we had like cool-ass barbershops to go to. Uh-huh. They were talking about this barbershop they went to, and I was like, shit, my mom broke out the Floby. A real uh, floppy? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure, I bet if I went to my dad's old house, yeah. which is still on their property, um, that he doesn't live in anymore. 
Especially went in there and got in their closet. I'd find that old thing. I want it. I want that Flobies. <laughs> hey, so we told I'll, Seth I'll we'd bring it, it up I'll to you. I'll look up how much Flobies are, the OG Flobies are worth. They are worth $2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Will it give me $2 off my hey, next haircut? <laughs> I, I, have, I had a customer that swore to me that his father-in-law invented the Flobie. No shit. That's a big claim. I don't. That's I think big. he was lying, <laughs> but he did. Like he's. I mean, he swore to it, but I don't think that was. I don't think that was accurate. I feel like I would have heard that. Do we see yeah. any uh, Floby Fridays in the old '64? <laughs> I see. I need one yeah. so that you can just get it a, rolling. Yeah. We'll just, you want a Floby haircut? Yeah. Because as his mullet progresses, okay. he oh, might yeah. need a Floby. You oh, super yeah. clean, but can't hear nothing. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mom would be like, Mom would but be you gotta cut my hair. Like, how's school? Would be like, what? You gotta do it the OG way too. Ain't no like barely getting in there. It don't matter if they're tender headed or not. Just ram oh, that yeah, bad boy down and just run it. Uh huh. Yeah, Zero cleanup. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Flobies, man. I, I just want to drop that bomb on you guys. Oh, yeah. What a stupid piece of equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they sold three of them. Well, we were well, one of the three because we had one. <laughs> They sold at least eight of them. They sold at least eight of them to uh, Blackland Air Force Base because that's all them bad boys used at the barbershop there. Was it for real? Oh, yeah. Did you ever consider putting something? Did you ever see, like, as seen on TV stuff? You're like, hmm, that might work in my barbershop. No. I'm glad. Flex seal, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) The back massager? Was that when you ran out of toilet paper? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Seal them cheeks up, boy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that aerosol camera. <laughs> so uh, we got a uh, we got the holidays coming up. Back on track. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the conductor of this train, baby. Uh, we got the ho- like that unstoppable movie. Right. Shane Shane's the one that's flip playing with the uh, track switch. Like, yeah. w- which way is this gonna yeah, go? Let the child in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to regret my idea. But uh, so with the holidays coming up. Uh, what do you guys have planned with the family and the shop? Like, I know holidays are killer on you guys. Yeah. But now that you got appointments, you see yourself staying booked up pretty much through the week, which now school's kind of, yeah. they're back to normal, kind of-ish. But yeah. I, I hope so. I mean, yeah, this is kind of our, coming up on the holidays, our, we'll, we'll be slower until then probably, but it's been a little better this year, so that's good. But uh, Yeah, we've pretty much kept a full schedule the whole time yeah. since, since we've been open. Um, y'all shut down for like Christmas and stuff. Do you take like a week off? Usually like a week, I think. Yeah, depends on what day, right what day Christmas falls on. I do know y'all put out some fire ass Christmas cards. We do. Yeah. Man, yeah, we do. <laughs> We're probably not gonna do that again. <laughs> that was an enormous pain in the ass. I was, I was wondering because you, how many um, people blew up your DMs when you're like, shoot me your address. We, I, I think what we sent two hundred. Uh, we spent hundreds like of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but like, all right, boys, who's on who's on postal yeah, duty today? <laughs> we felt real stupid after yeah. having spent money on that. I think I think we thought it was gonna cost like sixty dollars. Uh, after it was over, we was like, I don't know if I could buy my kid that thing for Christmas anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should just. Like get do the photo shoot, but blow it up like on a canvas, and set it like center of the shop, and all you guys be like, "This is your Christmas card." Yeah, we're yeah. not mailing this out. Something like that. Yeah, the photo shoot was fun, but uh, nah. I, me and my wife mailed all of them, and it was terrible. That's yeah. a lot of postage stamps. Yes, it was like hundred fifty dollars worth. <laughs> How much did you pay for the photo shoot? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Talk about it. He gave us a good deal. He gave us a good deal. Say that. Uh, so, Scott, Scott, Eric, Dave. 
So I know, like, uh, like I said, uh, you get time with the kids and stuff. Uh, the Christmases mean more now that you have kids. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I got to where I, I wasn't into Christmas at all anymore. Mm-hmm. I just like it. Just didn't. I kind of started to hate it. Yeah. Just, I just knew I got to spend a bunch of money and all that. And, but now, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. See, I always, I always, like, like yeah, when I was younger, it was cool getting presents. But when I reached that age, I'm not going to spoil anything for kids that might listen. Yeah. But when I reached that age right. and I knew things, yeah. it kind of died down. Because I was like, if I write this list, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. And so the surprise element was kind of gone. And then I married my wife, and she's just full of the Christmas spirit. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's kind of rubbing off on me. I kind of like Christmas now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Still hate most of the movies, but I kind of like Christmas. Yeah, yeah like I, I hate Christmas music a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. come on, bro. Look, man, do you know how, part of it's because I work retail, but how come they always play that stuff that's like, um, it'll be like a poor man's, like uh, Frank Sinatra or something like that, <laughs> doing <laughs> those like bull crap, like, uh, like oh, yeah, it's Christmas time again. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's uh, buying that and just listening. Yeah. How many times you know, can mommy kiss bells? Santa Claus? Why do you got bells in the song? We know it's a Christmas song. You've already said, <laughs> you've already said the word Christmas yeah. eight times. Like we, how many times can I listen to the same song sung by someone different and oh, you yeah. play it just because you feel like it? Yeah. yeah. Christmas music, like, give us just a week of it. I don't know, man. Halloween, don't, Halloween music. That's what it needs to. Yeah. We need to get tapped into that. Mm-hmm. What we got? A monster mash? That, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can we can play some old hymnals for Thanksgiving since I guess that's what the pilgrims wrote. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, Sounds good to me. But I mean, on Thanksgiving Day, like Christmas music is just it's like bam. I was like, hold up, Thanksgiving is a dope ass holiday, and it's we're just best. blowing right it's past. It's the best holiday. We, right we blow past Halloween too, though. Yeah. Oh shit! I don't know. See, I'm, might might shock some people. I'm I'm kind of out on Thanksgiving. You don't like it? Don't like it. I'm yeah. I'm not like the food, but yeah. just the whole. He don't like the Iron Bowl. Well, because I mean, games Auburn's win. Oh, I, I think I, I think I can relate to what you're saying. Yeah, I, I like so I go over to his parents' house because uh, that's what couples do. Now, mm-hmm. the, uh, he, because his his wife, you know, uh, my wife is in man. Start over there. Uh huh. Here we go. Same family. <laughs> Anyways, his parents do a big Thanksgiving. Love going over there. It's awesome. But I feel like you gotta wear clothes that you don't typically wear. Why I gotta get dressed up to go sit in the living room? You're just all uncomfortable sitting with people like this, and then you eat a plate of food and you're miserable. You but, overeat. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's since it's I, go, great I started food. going to theirs, it's, they kind of do like a little after party now. Yeah, it's become pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm happy to drinking my bourbon. When I would go to my family's Thanksgiving, it's just stiff and uncomfortable, and nobody really wanted to be there. Yeah, it's like you eat and leave at some of them. You're yeah, like, you know, what was, you what was that for? Thanksgiving stuff out. My family. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, look. This year, you just come to our Thanksgiving thing. Afterwards, yeah. we're gonna like we're gonna play beer pong and we, stuff. We, we do yeah. play beer pong. We have like all there the. There may be a fist fight. Maybe. No, no. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. There for that. Yeah. yeah. It, if you it, can't it fist fight real, your friends, you don't have real friends. It is seriously a fun thing. You, you find some strangers, be like, "Hey, you want to come for Thanksgiving?" While they're in the car <laughs> on the way there, you're like, 
here's 50 bucks. Right, kid, I'm putting 100 on you to win this pot. Yeah. I was like, what pot? Yeah. Like, wait, wait till Sammy pulls up. He's going to have another cat in the car. I think I might hire like the, some real trashy girl to take this year. Oh, there you in go. In place of my wife. <laughs> be like, you know, sorry, y'all. You know, this is who I got. This is who I'm with now. Yeah. Can I still come to Thanksgiving? <laughs> just see how it plays hey, out. Yeah, hey, just see what, yeah where, where's that monkey bread at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she steals the whole thing. <laughs> You'd be like, you're, you're never coming back again. Yeah. Tell your wife, be like, just stay in the car and I'll have it played out yeah. in 10 minutes because this shit's not going to go over yeah. too well. Yeah, get a bunch of dirt on the kids' clothes, send them in in about five minutes. <laughs> but that's like, I'm. we usually have Thanksgiving here since we moved into this house. Mm. We, or we did last year. I was like, I didn't have to dress up. I didn't have to do anything yeah. fancy. Like, no. You're in my house. I'm going to wear what I want to. Pajamas, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Slippers or something. But you got to keep Thanksgiving casual, man. Like, uh, We've been talking about doing a Friendsgiving. Like yeah. A, like, just bring your favorite food. You ain't got a cookie. You can go to freaking Taco Bell for all I care. We had a friend's um, Christmas party one time. And uh, my buddy Kenny, it was at his house. And he has an uncle that dresses as Santa Claus and goes around to things. Well, we didn't tell anybody. <laughs> but me and him knew. That he, he was So we're all just like, you know, partying. And Santa Claus comes in the door, and everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, it was the greatest thing ever. And I was also dressed as Santa Claus, but like a bum version kind of, you know, like yeah. suit, suit hanging off. Like bad me. Santa. Billy yeah, Bob Thornton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was awesome, man. It was a really cool thing. So uh, what are your plans for, I guess, Christmas? Like, I know things will kind of be different. Like, you're going to try to keep it, like, smaller groups or just go about business as normal, like keep your big family gatherings and all that. I feel like you have, like, uh, yeah. Christmas is one day, but I feel like you have 17 things to attend. Yeah. yeah that's... Christmas, for in my immediate family, we don't really we don't really do anything big. So we'll have, my parents will come over and my wife's parents will come over. We'll just do a group mm-hmm. Christmas at our house, like, maybe 10 people. Yeah. So we'll probably still do that. I don't know how you guys are doing Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I think they're going to still try and do it. But, yeah, uh, probably still. Some, some way, but. Good to go. Yeah, it's, now it's like. I guess because there's so many generations of people, we're every year we're kind of figuring it out a little different. But we're trying to do stuff where it's not all slammed in one day like that, you know. Yeah. So it'll be like, you know, maybe five days before Christmas, we'll go do something with my my parents, and then go do something with hers, and um, but that that way you're not just running around like crazy because it kind of ruins the day. It does. You know? yeah, it, it does. because Christmas like you you have all this build up. Well, you got you do breakfast with your in home family, you go to lunch with one family, you go to dinner with another family, you're like, okay, well, what the hell is all this for? Like, it's over. Yeah. It, yeah. it flew by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're like, all this build up and lead up and mm-hmm. trash from presents wrapping or wrapping and all that kind of stuff. You're like, that's a real problem to me, man. The same thing with birthday parties. Yeah. All that wrapper oh, paper are. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, it's nothing but a cleanup yeah, for me. Is. Like, I love, like, I like Christmas. I like seeing all my family and stuff, but. Makes Why can't we space fun. it out through the season yeah. that yeah. we that. celebrate instead of just blasting it all in one day? Yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, I got to go back to work on the 26th. <laughs> right. I'm freaking warped. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Four out, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go to work for three days and four days and you got New Year's. Like, well, that day's for football. I don't yeah. care who you are. If no you're doubt. in the South, that day's for football. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, with all that going on and stuff, uh, any other big plans like for the shop? For Christmas, are you just gonna keep it keep it normal? Yeah, hopefully we have some uh, some cool like winter 
winter merch designs come out. We've been trying to yeah do some it. do some fun stuff like yeah, for we get on some sweatshirts and stuff like that. Yeah, y'all want to do a pass the jar collaboration with Old Sixty Four? Always. Yeah. Always. <clears throat> but uh, everything's so different. And so, Sammy, like, kind of still being relatively new. Like, you've been, what, two years now? Uh, four. Four? Mm. Has it been? Jeez, man. Damn, Drake. Mm. <laughs> Buddy, my life. <laughs> I know, what I know, an interviewer. Let me tell you, my days of the week are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and the rest is a blur until yeah. I know it's Sunday again. That's all good, that. dude. So, usually, like, when I... Guys, I had no idea how long it been. So four years, huh? I, I barely know. Yeah. So. Sammy's <laughs> like, I'm just holding on by a thread. Like, I, but, yeah, yeah. So, uh, how do you see yourself... Try, trying to progress as a barber next year. What are there any things, other things you want to learn, or people skills you like? Ah, let's improve on that. Just like a New Year's resolution as a barber. I like that. I yeah. Like that. I, well, I I try and have little goals like that, kind of going all the time. Um, I, I want to. Uh, the the biggest things I want to get better at right now is uh, I want to get better at cutting long hair. Like I, I feel pretty, pretty good about it most of the time, but it's one of those things where I just don't do it as much as I cut shorter haircuts. So yeah. I just don't have as much practice. But so, and I really liking some of the like longer styles that are coming out right now. So I want to get better at that. Uh, I want to get better uh, at just doing like other ethnicities hair, yeah. um, and because I, I enjoy doing that a good bit. And it's kind of just the same thing. Like we, uh, I do a good bit of it, but I like to do more and just, you know, there's always stuff that you need to master and get better at. But. I feel like you guys at the barbershop are trying, are doing the same thing. Like with the message we're trying to spread is like, we want everybody of every nationality, whatever, oh, yeah. to feel welcome yeah, for sure. in our communities that we're building. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, lot, a good thing. You're trying to learn different hairstyles because it's not a community if it's isolating. Yeah. Certain yeah. people. And we're trying to show that Walker County is not as isolated yeah. as it used to be. Yeah. Well, you, you just have to be cool, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, don't uh, <laughs> as long just be open minded. As long as you're cool, then just just come on in, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you ain't cool, stay where you are. <laughs> Eric, what about you? What's your What's your New Year's resolution as a barber? Uh, honestly, pretty much the same stuff he just said <laughs> for real. Yeah. Uh, but shop shop wise, just continue to grow. Of course. Yeah. Just every year needs to be bigger than the year before. That's the goal every single year. If that ain't your goal as a business, then you need to stop. You're doing it wrong. That's yeah. like I told Jason, man. It's like you're one of the most hardworking, goal oriented people that I know. Yeah. And it's like just when you think, is there a ceiling he can reach? It's like you bust through another layer. Yeah. And you just keep climbing and climbing and climbing. You you have you have to do that. I mean. Yeah. You see businesses um, all the time that just get comfortable and they just keep doing what they're doing. You know, don't don't change what you're doing, but you have to continue to, to try to grow. Or what's the point? Yeah. What's the point in doing it? It's like you're like the uh, like you change seasons with your merch, like right. uh, the palm tree hat. That's my favorite. One of my favorite hats I got in my yeah. my hat rack now. Oh, it's fire! Because when you showed it to me when I was sitting in the chair, I was like, "Yo, well, you just let me know when it gets here. I'll come yeah. by." <laughs> yeah, that one's killer, man. It's probably my favorite too. But with uh, like you do a merch drop Facebook group, you started that right. during COVID, yeah. and uh, that kind of took off pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I sold did a you lot of shirts and stuff? You did you kind of really feel the uh, the sense of how many people are actually behind you? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Um, 
we had a lot of people that had never been to the shop and all that buying through that too, and that was really cool. A lot of uh, girls were buying stuff that you know, of course, they're not going to be in the shop. So that was that was really cool. But yeah, and we did the we did the first run of the fundraiser T-shirts too, and that was really really big. Yeah, so a lot of people bought those, and then a lot of businesses seen us do it, and they started doing it. So it, it helped a lot of people doing that. that, was, that was, You're just a trendsetter. Well, I, I can't take credit on that. Uh, Sean at Goatees yeah. actually kind of gave me the idea, and I was like, yeah, let's let's definitely do that, and that was really big. That's really smart. Because it's all pre-order, you know. That goes to show, like, all you guys, no matter what your business forte is, like, you still want to be linked up with all the other entrepreneurs in yeah. Walker County. Yeah, I, that's the thing that I bet a lot of people don't really know, that in Walker County, all, um, I would say young, uh, Sean's older than me, I think. Uh, but we all have a group that kind of collectively works together, you know, it's yeah. with us and Mason and Drew and all, you know, by our party, you can see that, that that's the case. But we all kind of work together. So it is kind of a, a younger group of business owners and entrepreneurs that are all kind of collectively doing the same thing. Yeah. With one another. Behind the scenes, kind of. Yeah. See, when I, when Shane and I first started talking about ways to like monetize the podcast, I was like, "There's a few things I'm gonna sit down and talk with with Eric because yeah. and Mason too because you like see, you guys are now kind of in that group, you know? Yeah, because we all re- rely on each other. Like yeah. we're all friends, and we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you guys. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying y'all couldn't do what y'all do without us because clearly you could. Obviously, we're just we're just two two with blades of help, grass in the yard. Helps, yeah. Well, well, the other thing is, none of us, you know, none of us grew up knowing how to do all this stuff. No. You know what I'm saying? I think we all, just about everybody in that group, came up in a fairly modest way. You know, especially when we were all pretty young. So I mean, uh, we're all figuring this crap out together. Yeah, you know? that's what yeah. gives me so much hope for the generation coming now behind us. Is we're kind of laying that foundation, like you talked about earlier, of a little bit more open mindedness and some work ethic that yeah. may have been lacking. Because that, that was a big goal of mine is, is in starting the shop is to show, uh, I probably said this before, uh, show younger guys that you can stay in your own town and, and make it cool. Mm-hmm. You, know, you yeah. don't have to leave and go somewhere cool. You can stay where you're at and make it cool. I, I completely believe that. And thank God now there's other people that believe that too. Yeah, That's like one of the things that we've been kind of hitting on too is you got to have that big city mind in a small town. Yeah. Because in a big city – you got to grind it out to just afford yeah. to live there. But and you know, here in a small town, you're grinding to make it better to right. grow. But you got that big city mentality of this is what I got to do to survive. But in reality, you're doing better because it's in a small town. Yeah, you it's got an easier economy it's to live in. It's a bigger vision in a way, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in small towns, people think it can only go so far. But people like you, <clears throat> Mason, Drew, and Josh, and reason, anybody else, like, let's see how far you, we can take it. Yeah, the reason you think it can go, it can only go so far, but because the people before you, that's how far they took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like you, you and me talking about. You get that mentality our, beat into you. Yeah. Like we grew up, uh, most of our families came from coal mines. Like right. Coal mine only goes so far until you work until you retire. Yeah. Well, we're trying to figure out how we can retire earlier. Yeah. And But still or, attribute or to society. Or keep working and being comfortable. Being yeah. cool and not minding. Mm-hmm. Not mind. Love working. what you do. Yeah. Don't not, look not forward to it. Not mind working the rest of your yeah. life. Exactly. Like yeah, I, nothing wrong with that either. If you're in a job that you don't look forward to, to retirement, you're in the right job field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what yeah. I, I think our mentality is: is we're not seeing how far 
the end is. We're seeing how far we can just actually take. Mm-hmm. I have no concept of what the, the end is. No, I yeah. want to do this no. until until my clock stops. Yeah, yeah. I've never in my life thought like where, and not in my life, my career. Where where do I need to get to to where I don't have to do this anymore? What's my end goal? There is, there is no end goal. Yeah. At all. Like I want to be able to walk in and grind it out every like I said every year, get better and bigger and bigger and bigger and better at your job. Yeah. Every year. That's okay. the goal. I want to walk into y'all shop and all y'all got gray hair. I got gray hair. You shaving my eyebrows? Well, shit, never mind. You already do that because I'm, I'm getting old. But you know what I'm saying? Like you, you come in there, you got to do different things as age goes. But like we all want to age together because that's the community we built. Like we yeah. rely on each other, Absolutely. and we love what each other is doing for the community. And that's where like you you kind of you kind of started off this community thing, man. Because you six years ago you opened up a barbershop, you didn't know where it was gonna go, mm-hmm. but you were like, how far can I take it? And you, I appreciate nah. you acknowledging and, and noticing Dude, that. that was, it was a spark. Like, even being stuck out in Louisiana, like, I was, I guess, I don't know if envious is the right word. I I just hated that I was missing yeah. the the come up in Walker County, yeah. being stuck out there and seeing what you were doing here and how there's, everything was growing around it. Yeah. And there's a lot you of people were on, there on that forefront. They would come in and they, you know, uh, a lot of people would just say, hey, I, I get what you're doing, you know. And, yeah. Uh, appreciate it like wow somebody actually understands that yeah i'm opening a barbershop but i'm trying to grow something way bigger than that oh yeah yeah trying to make something cool in walker county yeah because like i didn't have the pride because when i first came to you i just i hadn't been home for a year or two i was still trying to figure out how to get out Mm -hmm. you're launching this merch like he's proud of where he's coming from he's opening up a business here how can i what can i do i feel like when people started seeing that 64 specifically slapped on stuff they're like, okay, that's that's ours. Yes, yeah, that's that, that's ours right there. Yeah. I, I I get what that is. When I got that hat before my first deployment, like that was the first thing that went in my bag when yeah. when we got the word, yeah, hey, we're leaving then. Sick, I was like, all right, this is coming with me. Yeah. And it, every trip I went on, same thing. It was that's like, like when I sent you that picture of uh, your hat and like I'm holding it up in front of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. I'm bringing it up here, bro. Yeah, dude. Like you you made us proud of where we're actually from. And thank God, people, it, it wasn't just me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't just me that wanted that. And, Hell yeah. And uh, was needing that. You just kind of kickstarted it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. You, you I don't slapped know. the it label on it. was already there. I just kind of pulled the trigger on it. Uh-huh. Like, yes, I don't, I don't know. You that, brought- that was one thing I noticed when I, I remember us talking when I first started my apprenticeship. And it was like I hadn't been in Walker County for probably like kind of like seven or eight years for real. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I was noticing the way that, uh, I started noticing the way people supported each other and, and looked out for each other here. And like when people know that you do, like uh, you're coming from a good place and all that, they really, really take notice. And I was like, you know, all this stuff is happening in, in Birmingham and in all these places around the country where people are moving towards like a, you know, support local and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, Dude, that's how Walker County's always been. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I, it's that's how people are out here, and uh, you know, it's not like, well, let me shop twenty different places from all over the state mm-hmm. and find who's got you know two cents less than here. It's like, nah, you know what? Uh, you know, they work right down the street, and let's make sure that we take care of their family. That, that's kind of built into yeah. the culture yeah. here, man. I, I love that about Walker County. So cool, that's, man. That's dead on. That's dead on how it is. I feel like our community now. And I'll reference back to, like, the coal mining days because, like, all these people lived in close quarters and, like, knew they could depend on each other. 
feel like we're kind of taking it back to that way to that lifestyle, but it's totally different of how we're approaching it. Yeah, like it's still a blue collar yeah, approach, but we're doing it in a different way by starting things and starting these ideas. I, I think it's a real subversive thing to do, man, because it's really. I, I almost feel like some of the generation before us, they they took a lot of that kind of stuff for granted, like not to not to you know trash them or whatever, but. You know, I, I feel like they took a lot of that local community stuff for granted mm-hmm. and sold out to a lot of businesses that come in and they don't care anything about the communities they're in. No. They pull money out of it and then when the community's done, they leave. Mm-hmm. And, Carpet uh, baggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I feel like that if you look back, man, it, it's like you can see so much of that stuff has gone through so many communities, man. I, I feel like we're, I, I hope that we can subvert some of that stuff, yeah. you know, and, and say like, no, nah, you know what? We're, we're not giving our money well, to, to these organizations yeah. or whatever. Because now like you go get your haircut, I'm whoever gets the money, whoever cuts my hair, I'm keeping your lights on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you go, I, you go yeah. buy a beer from Mason or Drew and Josh, you keeping their lights on. Yeah. Like that, I needed a pair of in boots for, County. I needed a pair of boots for work and I was in Birmingham at the time. And there's a billion different places I could have gone. Came back out here to Jasper to a local shop and bought them from there. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, there was that mindset that when you first started Old 64 and slapped that label on it of supporting local, yeah. that was what was triggering in my mind. And I was like, now there's somewhere, there's got to be somewhere in Jasper I can find this or somewhere in Walker County. And sure enough. And you know what? If you don't do that, there won't be anywhere. Exactly. There won't be anywhere to shop and get anything cool. Yeah. Because they, they can't survive. Mm-hmm. Like it's That's cool. The reality of it. Like it's cool to go ghost train and yeah. stuff every now and then. Right. Oh sure. But more often That's than not. That's part of our community too. Yeah. But an extended an extended version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have a much smaller community that we have we have to support. Yeah, because like uh like the very first time I went to Good People, uh Shane and I went with some of our friends to a Barons game. That was the first time like you saw these groups of people and you could tell like they didn't come there together. Yeah. They were talking, I was like, Man it It'd be badass. Walker County had that. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't have to drive so far away. Uh, now we do. Who says you? Yeah. Who says you can't have all that stuff? Exactly. You You're definitely not gonna have it if nobody tries and nobody like collaborates <clears throat> and sticks together on things. And that's the mentality I think Walker Countyans had for such a long time is why even try? Yeah. Until people like you, Mason, and so on and so forth came in and was like, let's, because that's what I said. It's like it's time we change the narrative of yeah. Walker County. And you control your narrative in Walker County, and that's what everybody's doing now. And yeah. I, w- I would make a note to that too to other Walker County businesses. You need to get on board with yeah. what what we're all doing mm-hmm. because we spend money with who spends money with us, and vice versa. And it keeps that's part of the group as well. Is we're all just spending money with each other. We're create we're creating content with one another. We're promoting one another. There's and I can't think of anybody and I wouldn't I would never name them anyway but I don't I can't think of any business that's just on the outside of that really mm-hmm. yeah but if if they are they, they need to get in touch with some local businesses and and help promote your your business with other businesses yeah don't don't let pride be what's yeah. stopping you yeah because you most definitely cannot do it on your own uh huh yeah <laughs> you, you can't <laughs> you know you, like you really can't there's been so many times I've walked into your shop and I've like seen a new piece of memorabilia. I've seen you grow, and I'm like, oh, it's cool, Eric's done this, and stuff like that, or you're yeah. adding employees like Sammy, 
and Jordan most recently. It's like you're just adding and adding and adding, and how can you make it better? And then so it kind of like made me smile when he came in. I was like, oh, this looks a lot different than it did the first time I was in here. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, I try. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the name of the game. But that's, yeah. that's because, like, we appreciate what every single person in this community is doing. Yeah. And it's a small community right now. I think that's what makes it special. Yeah. Because, you, like, us, Mason, Drew, and all them, like, we, we're friends because we support each other's businesses. Right. Like Greg and Lindsay and all the restaurants, they support each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to. There's enough people for there's enough customers for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We support every barbershop, every salon, and all that. We want everybody to be busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got yeah. enough business. There's enough people here to keep every single absolutely. place busy. Yeah. Busy. Absolutely. Like yeah. you, you may say, oh, there's this many people leaving Jasper and Walker County, but in reality, for every, it feels like now, like our friend Houston on a previous episode was talking about building a subdivision mm-hmm. or two subdivisions. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to bring people into Walker County. It's going to give somebody else a job. Like, we talk to people all the time that d- discussing moving out to Jasper that never would have before. Yeah, I'd never imagined myself like pre like 2010, 11 ish. Mm-hmm. Never would have imagined like being where I am now. Like I want to be here. Yeah, it yeah. was always like yeah. I've yeah. got to get away from this. I've got to get yeah. away and from that's this. That's natural. Mm-hmm. That's natural to do that. I think. In which see, Shane was like when they first moved back, or when he first moved back, they were looking at houses like around Gardendale and stuff, and. I don't know what sparked them. I was like, look at what we're building here. Yeah. And I mean, that was it. We were, we were very close to getting a house out in Gardendale and we rode out there probably two or three times. I mean, it's like right off the interstate. It would have been like a quick commute for both of us to work. And it just didn't feel like home. Like pulling up, like, all right, make that drive real quick. Go from A to B, pull into the, the little subdivision that it was in. I think that was also another thing that weighed on it. But pulled up to it, and you're like, it's just a beautiful house. Love yeah. it. it. Just, I don't, this isn't, this doesn't yeah. feel like home. It ain't right, it ain't right. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, like, you you know, you and I talked about the beauty of Walker County, like the nature. It's like when I'm driving home in the morning, like now with the time changing and stuff, the sun's just coming up when I'm mm-hmm. coming down 22. When I cross into Walker County, it's like, I look around and I'm like, this is home. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't leave here. Yeah. I don't care if you call me a loser or not, because I'm not. A, I know I'm not a loser. Right. Like, I keep my lights on and I stay happy. Yeah. And what a lot of people don't understand is where you're at can define your happiness. And if you don't feel like you're happy, leave. But you may appreciate where you were. Yeah. Ten years down the line. Absolutely. I took the hills in Walker yeah. County for granted. Like as weird as that is, yeah. I, like you you yeah. nailed it when you were talking about it. Because when I'm leaving out, same thing. Like I'm catching that sunrise, like just perfect, and just like driving down 78. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I took all of this for granted yeah. the entire time I was yeah, it's here. Weird how that stuff works. Mm-hmm. Because it's Empire, like, like you know, Eric and I talked about it for like 45 minutes at, yeah. <laughs> on that last episode. It's like Empire is my that's my peaceful place, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like I go to Empire. Like today, I went today, spent three hours down there. Yeah, and yeah that's awesome. Just totally zen. Yeah. And I feel like if people really looked around and appreciated where they came from and saw what we're building here, they'd be like, I should, ha- I should stay. Because the ch- none of us, as hard as we work, because you bust your ass at the shop, uh, I told you how I'm grinding this out right now just to take a break for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, we bust our ass to keep this a good place. Yeah. We're not. We don't want it to go back to how it was ten years ago. No, we refuse no. to let it get to yeah, that yeah. point. Well, and the thing is too, it's like you know, you can look at 
you know, so what's happened down in kind of like the, uh, around the breweries and stuff, and, you know, we heard people talk a lot about, you know, what could happen when, you know, some of those elements, you know, quote unquote, got brought in. But you know what, man? When stuff is nice, people will take care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. uh, and whenever when stuff isn't nice, people don't take care yeah. of it, and yeah. it gets worse. You know, and yeah. you got to take that chance. Yeah, that's like I told Jim Odom, the beer store that he right. opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we were talking about the regulations and all these stuff these breweries have. Like you can't go to a warehouse and get a cocktail and just carry it in. Right. I sat there and I was yeah. like. How long is it going to be before somebody screws this up? And then all of a sudden, I was like, I'm not giving us enough credit because we we do take care of what we have mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Now, back in the day, totally different story. But we all have this mindset of it's time to build something sustainable for all of us and our kids here. Because yeah. we've seen how good it can be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as long, good, as, as, long as we take care of it and we maintain. Taste, we got a taste of how good mm-hmm. it can be. Yeah. We, and, that, and we see it flourishing. So, mm-hmm. like... Why not take care of it? Because growing up in Empire, like Empire is a good like I could ride my bike up and down the road as a kid right. and all this stuff. So how can I affect the surrounding areas to kind of just kind of put that on the back burner? That mindset these that I had that I have and these people have of Walker County. How can we put that in the back burner? Like we can go to downtown Jasper or Summerton, get a haircut, get good beer, good food, whatever it may be multiple Taco Bell locations coming. <laughs> yeah. We have too many dogs. I, I didn't understand that. No, no, still not I didn't understand that move at all. Yeah, I, man, I would love for Summerton to get on board for, with all the kind of what's going on. Yeah. Now, if Summerton's uh, Main Street, if they ever popped up and like kind of did what yeah, Jasper's they, did, would yeah. you move to Main Street? Um, if, nah, if. Nah. It would take a lot, man. It would take a whole lot for me to move from where I'm at, honestly. You got a good setup right now. Yeah. Are you, because I have obviously been there in a while, is the florist still, what, to your, I guess, right if you're looking at the building? or if you're looking at the building, all the way to the left. left. Okay. Yeah, we're all, so that's, we're all yeah. on the right now. Wasn't there a little, was it a pharmacy then? No. What was there? There was a Merle Norman makeup store. Yeah. Okay. That's we're, where he's at now. now. Okay. We're on the okay. corner now. Okay. Yeah. Shane's a stranger now. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been. We've been there for. About, it's been probably four or five years yeah. since I've been to the barbershop. Now he's working on the mullet. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to come good. in and get. I got to come in and get the sides touched up. Yeah, yeah. It's starting to get a little too long for me. I have to, I have to show you a picture of my son's mullet before I leave. Man, yeah. he's had one for a while. Let me know it's, what it's you. Let me know what you told your wife because my son was blessed to get those tight <laughs> curls from my wife, yeah. and so like now it's kind of afroing. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm begging and pleading with her like. Let me just cut them sides down. Yeah. Please. Because it... Like sick, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like, the the community we're building, and I, I always speak about it because we're building it, like, it's you, it's every day, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. Yeah, you, you're either supporting somebody's business or you're talking to someone different than you, letting them know they're welcome here. And that's what you do at the barbershop as well. Like, tell your friends, whatever. Uh, but you know your brand carries. Right. And the weight that it carries. So, how do you deal with knowing that that load is kind of on your shoulders sometimes? Uh, try not to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep doing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just try not to think about that kind of stuff. Because, <laughs> I mean, it, it, all that happens organically, and, and it did in my case. So mm-hmm. it was, 
I hate to give the generic answer again, but it's just I just keep trying to do what I'm doing all the time because it's working, and then find what works of it and what's not working, and try to tweak that to to move things forward. But yeah, I'm still figuring it all out. Yeah, for myself. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I, I still don't know what I'm doing. I well, mean. <laughs> you're growing. You're growing. That's for sure. Because yeah. you went from just you to you and Blaze to you Blaze Sammy. Now you Blaze Jordan right. and Sammy. Like it's just now you're doing things a different way, and you're finding out that's it's not that bad. Like yeah. you're probably was there ever a time where you're like, why didn't I do it like this to begin with? Uh, it that's tricky because I did it the way I did because I had to yeah. financially and working by myself and all that I would have loved to have fast forward jumped into where I am right now but that wasn't a possibility you know and it may not have worked might not have you know, yeah. it, it may have it may have had to go through every step to get you know to get to this uh, because because people part of what makes it a community is people are part of it growing as well and if you just jump out successful I mean people can't relate to that when they can see mm-hmm. like like my barbershop as an example of all, all of this we're talking about <clears throat> is people seeing me start it by myself nothing on the walls but didn't even have a TV nothing like one picture hanging on the wall yeah. they seen that and then see me added to it like you were saying add, adding things adding things you, you're a part of that now Absolutely. You're, you're a part of what made that get to that level mm-hmm. and you know that's the only way that uh, you can build that community I think not the only way that's a big way you can build that community you can't give up on it. You mm-hmm. have to keep doing that too. You have to keep, like you know, said a hundred times. You have to keep keep grinding out. You have to keep that mentality of when you, the mentality you had when you decided to start a business, or start you know anything anything like that, like a podcast or anything. You have to keep that mentality through the whole thing every day, every single day. You have yeah. to keep that mentality of all right. I gotta I gotta get this started. I gotta get this going. You can't get comfortable really. I mean, Complacency is a killer. Yeah, you can. You can get comfortable in a sense of appreciating what you have, but you can't you can't get lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like and that's hard, man. That's hard. But as a collective unit, man, we're we're just unstoppable. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think Walker County's gonna be like maybe in three, five years time, if we all keep grinding, there's gonna be more eyes on us than there ever has been. Yeah. Which right now I think for, there's for more all eyes the right on us. reasons yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For the right reasons. I, I think it's kinda getting that way to where there are some outsiders seeing like hey y'all y'all kind of doing some cool stuff doing some cool stuff over there mm-hmm. yeah i've talked to Not a couple as much as there needs to be but so, I, I think soon you'll start hearing those type of things you know like dusty Rhodes, the wrestler he always said like he was the son of a plumber right and like okay we're most of us come from coal miners yeah mm-hmm. so yeah we're all we're all sons of working blue collar class yeah. straight up and everybody we learn now we're just trying to learn that's what's special about our generation is we're learning how to grind it out in our own way and make it work and get rid of this stigma that surrounds all of us or has surrounded all of us for pretty much all of our life. We're, we're like you said, we're controlling that narrative. We, we still have that working class mentality where we know we have to grind it out for, to get what we want. We're just putting our own spin on it now. Yeah. And I think people pick up on that too. We've got our own flavor about us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think, the cool thing too is like I mean I think it's something y'all talked about uh, on the podcast he was on before but you know it's like there's a there is a certain side of I guess maybe 
maybe it was a outsider's perspective on Walker County that you're talking about. Like, you don't want to be completely away from that because there's also like a cool edginess to it to me. That's yeah. like, a, there's like a cool realness about Walker County that like other places don't got. Yeah. You know, it's like there, there are, you know, there, there's a reason why it's known everywhere else mm-hmm. and people aren't saying the same thing like not to down Calera but you don't hear people talk about Calera like that uh-huh. you know or something like <laughs> yeah. that it's like it's like people know like if, if you come up in here man you, you probably ought to come in here showing a little bit of respect or uh-huh. something like yeah. that because it might not work out that great for we're from the streets yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know uh, yeah it's like uh, but so I think it's cool that it's you know, it's a mixture of those two things. Yeah, it's it's and, uh, literally a melting pot. Yeah, it's like yeah. we don't want to be badasses, but like at the same time, you got to respect how we grew up and where we grew. To up. To me, it has the same sense when you think of a city like Boston or Philly. Or yeah, Chicago oh, dude, or that's something like that. God, it's a great analogy. Like you know, it's a cool city, but you know it's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gritty. But yeah. do I want to go there? Yeah, it's got it's, <laughs> yeah. Got, it's yeah. got its yeah. shine, but it's it's yeah. shining through hard work and. Yeah. Labor. And I think people can can appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's like a generational thing because, like, you see all these coal mining towns that get riddled with narcotics and opiates. It's like they go through a phase. It's like they're down for a while, and then you get these this group of people that put their heads together and then lift it back up. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. now it's like you can, like I said, you control the narrative of what goes on here. Right. And these days with the economies and stuff we have and everything else, it's easier to control that narrative. Like I said, whereas 10 years ago, people wouldn't come to Walker County because there wasn't shit here. Yeah. yeah. And if it was, it was big box that didn't last for a long time. Mm-hmm. And these big box stores, they're like, well, it's not profitable. So let's pull it. They pull out or we're left with nothing. But you get all these big box stores that leave and you get us small entrepreneurs and workers that are like, let's let's make this better. Yeah. And yeah, totally. let's not let's not create a space for a big box. Let's let's just show us like we can do it our own way mm-hmm. and succeed yeah. at the same time. We man, this is gonna make so many people mad, but you you, you gotta <laughs> let things like movie theaters and Olive Gardens and all that crap go. You just yeah. You gotta move on from that. Like, you got your Applebee's. Be happy. Yeah. Look at all. <laughs> I mean, and I look, mean, I'll tell you right now, I would go to BlackRock 10 times out of 10 before you'll catch me at Applebee's. Yeah. I'll, that being said, I'm going to go to Applebee's. But, <laughs> <laughs> they got they got $1 drinks, bro. Yeah, yeah but, but, but still, like, look at all these places that have, have had a lot of chain restaurants and all that. A lot of them are failing, and mm-hmm. all the buildings are getting condemned and all that now, yeah. all over Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different sections of Birmingham, it's like that. That stuff does not last. No. Because it's not owned by local people. It's owned by somebody that don't give a shit, and they just, it starts failing. Okay, close right, it. Pull out, yeah. Yeah. Let's and close it while it's, well, before we get Before you completely tank. But I, I totally get people wanting that stuff. Yeah, that is cool. All that stuff is cool. Yeah. But maybe that's not where the entire focus needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I, why I think we appreciate what we have here is because we didn't, we never grew up with it. So we never got accustomed to it. Yeah. So no. we there was never a chance for complacency. Like you think, all right. So you think a place like Avondale or something like that is wanting Olive Gardens and all that? No, not are a they boom, Are they booming? Yeah, most absolutely. definitely. And how many people are that are down there are from Birmingham, the Birmingham yeah. area? Mm-hmm. Right. All pretty much all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like wasabi so, wands and all that kind yeah, of stuff. So think like about those kind of places. Yeah. I mean, it can work. It can definitely work. And we're showing it works here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so uh with that being said like with with everything growing the mentality around here growing how can you how do you feel like you can feed into the younger generation that comes into your shop like you and sammy since y'all both work there you can speak on it how do you feel like the younger generation that comes in they see what you're doing is cool and knowing i can leave and go to college and get my business degree whatever you need whatever they may feel like but how can they contribute when they come back how yeah. what, what's the mentality you have towards those that younger generation uh i, I mean to me i sorry did you no no i was, I was trying to uh, let's see if i can spark some so because it kind of happened during seth's interview what you guys are doing there at the barber shop obviously fantastic and maybe you realize it maybe you don't because i didn't realize it like i said until seth's interview really the only barber shop we had when we were younger was Swans, mm-hmm. and it was like a every other Saturday ritual where like you would go to the dump, take your trash off, pop in, get a bowl cut. Right, if right. you've been good for a week, you might get some jacks. Probably not though, because somebody <laughs> had breakfast on the table anyways. So like I see it as you were talking about, you know, that first cut you done on a young kid. Maybe you don't realize it at the time, but he's gonna grow up and in ten, fifteen years think back like, hey, you know what? I remember my dad taking me into old sixty four and getting my hair cut. This is where I'm going to take my kid now. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, the, the younger dudes that are coming up, you can kind of tell, like, after you form a, you know, kind of a relationship with those dudes that they've, over the years have been coming, you can tell the ones, you know, that that want to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and if you don't, that's fine, man, whatever. But it's, but, you know, you can, you can see the guys that maybe are, like, kind of like idea people i guess and dude i i want to push them to go out and fail a bunch of times oh yeah and i mean that's i think probably what me and him both did you know it's like i i i made a mess of so much stuff before i did anything (laughs) that ever worked you know and it's like it so it's like guys will come in and tell me about their first business idea and i'm like thinking like well that may work or whatever but like dude please do it you know because even if you do it and it never quite gets off the ground like guess what now you know how to get a business license Mm -hmm. or now you know how to you learn something something. yeah Yeah. because man and you can use that on your next thing Mm -hmm. until you know you go through several of them and something will work yeah um but i think sometimes i think sometimes especially when you're young you just need somebody to take you seriously oh, you know, absolutely. and, and to, yeah, to tell you like, Hey man, I think you're talented. I think you can do this, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And, and it can mean the world for somebody to, to see that. in you. That's like that's, when, that's uh, exactly right. that's when I started that social media project with local musicians that didn't pan out. I failed. Mm-hmm. Of course I failed 20 times before that in college trying to figure out what the hell I'm good at. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> and that's I like, think this is working out. Well, I appreciate my, that. My opinion. Yeah. I'm trying to, that's working. It, it uh, your opinion oh, yeah. carries weight from me. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I totally think it's working. And as long as I can keep, like, you guys interested in coming over and letting people know what we're... Because well, be every time. Every time you come over, every like... Every time you ask. <laughs> yeah. Because we're constantly evolving here. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's, it's been be like... Conversation yeah, it's been like six exactly. months, t- eight months since you've been here. So, mm-hmm. it's like, there's already so much shit that's changed. Yeah. So, we're letting people know how we made it better. Yeah. Uh, and... So I was like, would have a way with words. I kind of didn't know what that meant at the time. Right. So I was like, shit. Well, here I am talking to people about yeah. how we can better Walker County. And you're the 
I, I consider you the pioneer of this movement. Well, I appreciate and, that. Well, I, I love do. you, buddy. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do. Appreciate I share that, that same sentiment too. Yeah, you you started this, and you inspired people like me and Mason and whoever to come in and just make Walker County just a better place. Yeah. And now you you've got a full team behind you. Now yeah. you've got a whole client base that's behind you, and, yeah, and all of you, all of you guys. That's as important as any other. Yeah. Because like the most important part like, of it. You guys they carry you guys and you guys carry people like me. Yeah. Like we're always trying to lift up each other. Yeah. And that's the mentality we've changed in Walker County because it's like, oh hell, Cletus, you you started a business, you failed, you dumbass. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Now yeah. now it's like Eric, like, what you doing this week, bro? Like how yeah. how are you better in the business? Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I'm doing this and or bringing in a different it, barber. It helps you so much when you've just got somebody that can relate to it too and you can bounce ideas off of that especially if you're just starting a business or something like that. You know, I didn't have anybody to do that with. And I've like Sammy was saying, none of us have any kind of business experience. I was terrible at math, failed every math class I ever took in my life. We don't math here, but oh, yeah. yeah. So, no, you're you're in good company there. <laughs> so like I know nothing about like the 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 uh, financial side of it or debt and I had to teach myself all that. Yeah. And it was all just uh, I took a branding approach. That's how I knew I could build it was the branding approach to it and, and uh and marketing it. I knew I could do that. I don't know how I knew I could do it, but I knew I, I knew that I could do that part. So were there any times like you fa- you failed and you're like, I can apply this to my next attempt? Mm, yeah, I, I don't know if I ever consciously thought of that. You know, yeah, uh, I never had anything that I went all in like I like I did with the barber shop. Uh, but you know, I had a lot of things that I was very passionate about. You know, uh, I was a photographer for a while way before it, you know it was cool. <laughs> but uh yeah I, d- I did that for a while I'm very passionate about it but i knew that it wasn't going to go anywhere kind of thing uh a lot of like creative outlets like that that i love doing that i knew uh, probably man this might not make might not make uh make a living at this yeah and then i found barbering and i was like that's that's it right there i get to get all the creative stuff out mm-hmm. make a living build a community make friends all that stuff, you know. But see, even when you start barbering, like you didn't have the merch that you have now, mm-hmm. and I feel like the barbering kind of puts you in that that safe, creative yeah. space that you're you like, see, the, I can flex my muscles the, now. I thought the merch thing way before the the barbering, but just not together. Like I always wanted to have like a shirt line or a hat line or you know clothing line of some kind. Just couldn't figure out how to do it, and it just happened that I started making merch for the shop, and now it's kind of. A brand its own. Kind of become its own brand. So, were there any ideas that you sat on that that you've put out that you you probably sat on for like multiple years before you opened the barber shop? Uh, as far as like business wise, or yeah, just like, like any designs period. Brand, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, tons of stuff. Yeah, I, I can't. Nothing comes out right off the bat in my head, but yeah, it's, my my brain is constantly thinking of like, things that don't come to. <laughs> come to life yeah. constantly, man. So Sammy went with like your music and stuff. Was it? Did you have the same mindset as Eric? It's like there's so many creative outlets, but I kind of gotta be like real with my train of thought. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that I spent a lot of years, you know, kind of playing in different bands, and um, I, I think that whenever. 
towards towards the end of I guess like that season uh, in, of my life or whatever, I was starting to see that maybe what I had in my mind, what I thought I wanted in my mind, what I started maybe I'd built it up into something that it really wasn't or something like that. Yeah. And then I started, and because there's a lot of sacrifices you have to make if you want to live that lifestyle, you might, you know, you won't see your kids, you know, you won't, you know, you're, you're and so, and I, I started realizing that that was what I wanted more. Um, but it's like, I, I was just thinking about, you were talking about like that photography thing. Uh, what, what made me ever want to play music in the first place was like, you know, discovering punk rock, like going to punk rock, little punk rock DIY shows when I was a little, just like a little kid that didn't know, you know, I, I didn't know uh, I, if I would ever have anything to be proud of or anything like that. And uh, so, but something about that ethos that just said, you know, like you don't have to be good. Just start doing stuff right now. You know, like you, mm -hmm. you know, three chords, start a band. Great. And your band doesn't have to be good. Just start playing shows. Like you, you can make the, the crappy version first and you're already making it and that's good enough to start you know and uh i think that had i not found that i'm sure i wouldn't be doing this now because you know it's like it, it definitely gave me courage later to be like okay it's okay if i don't know how to cut hair yet like i'll learn you know yeah. i'll just do it a bunch of times and at the end of it i know how to do it so what ish, what instrument did you play um i started off playing guitar okay see that takes a lot of time so you already oh, yeah. you already had that mentality groomed that yeah I'm gonna have to sit down sure. and learn for a while yeah I'm just gonna throw hours yeah. at it until it's just until like with, it's there yeah just like with Eric with photography like mm -hmm. you can't just take a picture or something and make it like it takes work to make it look good absolutely yeah. and the angles and the lighting and everything else like with guitar you gotta learn this chord this transition how to play in key with the vocalists etc yeah so the, I think that's what tuned y'all both in because you're you were artists before you're a barber. And there's an art to barbering. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. it is an art. You're sculpting something. It helps. It helps yeah. So, you used to feel like, as an artistic person, or artistic people, that helped your barbering careers? Um, well, I don't, and I don't know, it's like, uh, I, I don't know how much of that I can claim, like the artistic part of it I can claim. I don't know if I can, but I, I do think that whatever that itch is, that you get that you need to create something. It's like where you're like, man, I, I have to get this out into something. Uh, barbering lets me scratch that, you know, to a great extent. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, this, it's also like the same feeling of, uh, that you get when you take something like a yard that's like completely grown up, you know, with weeds and stuff and you sort of tame it all down and it looks nice. Like that sense of satisfaction, I think it gives me that too, uh, that you kind of, brought order into something that was disordered. Yeah. Um, it always but, reminded me of detailing a car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. satisfying that is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same, same kind of thing. That's yeah. how it was when I worked at Enterprise. Like, because I worked at Enterprise before I started school uh, for what I do now. Yeah. So I was like cleaning those cars, man. I was like, yeah, you I, want this to somebody's detail, like, satisfaction. I detail cars a lot too. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a lot of, like, I get that same satisfaction. Like, so, you don't want the car. It looks like crap and it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want the car doing a U-turn. And be like, this is still dirty. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like the same time as a barber, like you don't want somebody coming in like, yo, you jacked up my hair. Yeah, I need this no, fixed. You, you do not want that. That's a bad, that's a bad conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. So with uh, with all that being said, like like I said, we're trying to grow a community, and there's an art to what you both do. And Sammy, like 
he's still growing as a barber. You're still growing as a barber and a businessman at the same time. But the main focus is like we want Walker County to change this narrative of what people think of us. And I think we're all succeeding right now. And But the yeah. thing is, none of us are comfortable with it. We're going to keep on and keep on and keep oh, on. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not enough. Yeah. No. By no means. Not, that, that's not done. That part's not done. No, we're nowhere no, near We it. haven't done it yet. We haven't even touched the surface no, yet. No. We, we've got the door cracked right yeah. now. Yeah, we've that's got it. the foundation laid and the first door's built. Mm-hmm. Let's finish building this house. Yeah. And I, th- I think all of us being friends and stuff, kind of talking on a somewhat consistent basis, keeps us going. Yeah. I so, agree. uh, but with, like, well, like I said, we're changing Walker County, but there's some crazy things that have gone down in Walker County. So it's time for a segment of story time from the 6th floor. <laughs> so, uh, Sammy, we'll let you start off because I, I, I don't know what's going to come out of this cat's mouth over here. Uh, Eric, Eric's been around Walker County for a while. But, Sammy, since uh, since you've been here, what's a, what's one of the crazy things? What's your favorite story from Walker County? Man, dude. Give us that deep dive. Yeah. I can't wait till me and Shane start telling our stories from Empire and Zipsy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Got plenty. That's a, man, that's such a tough question, too. Yeah, I don't know. Let me think about that for a second, man. We like, we like the tough questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be thought-provoking, you know. <laughs> Most of the crazy stuff I've seen I've been involved with. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what we want to hear. Yeah, no, no, we, we're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I... Dude, I don't know. Okay, all right, all right. So here we go. Um, so we've got these, there's like a group of people that live somewhere around the barbershop. Probably not in a house, but like in, in like some shrubberies. <laughs> Pretty sure like I know that. exactly who you're talking so about. So we, we, we call them walkers because like they walk all day long mm-hmm. up and down the street, right? So one day, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. So anyway. One day, Eric is, um, he comes in the shop from his lunch break or something like that, or coming from the store. He's like, man, listen to what I just seen. I just seen the cops chasing one of them walkers, man. And, uh, it was a white walker. Well, this guy's got yeah. gray hair. We call him a white walker. Yeah, okay. He, uh, uh, yeah, he kind of has like a powdered look to him. Oh, yeah. So anyway, it, uh, <laughs> so he, the cops had got him, man, and he had been running from him or fighting him or something like that. I, I think he had been fighting him, and he got like busted in in the head, you know, with like a baton. And, uh, and like, so he's like, yeah, I seen him. And there's like blood all over his face. So so anyway, uh, we months go by. We ain't seen the white Walker in a while where we don't know if he's dead or he's alive. Uh, he just comes in the barbershop one day and like, he never got a haircut barely ever, but he just comes in and sits down and we're like looking at each other. Like, dude, is is that the white Walker? Like sitting in the waiting area. Well, I was, it, this was still when I was pretty new, so, like, a lot of people weren't coming to me yet, you know, so it was like I was getting, like, the scraps, you know, like, it, like people sending their kids, like, they didn't care, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, fine, cut them. So, uh, so the White Walker comes and sits in my chair, and I'm like, and he's just like, you know, shaving my head or whatever, and so <laughs> I'm, like, cutting all his hair off, and I come around to the front, man, and I look, and his head was like split open still 
and it looked like somebody had like poured like gorilla glue like in a crevice kind of, oh, and then no. it just like oh, stayed man. like that. No. I was like, oh my god! Like this, is, like, I've never seen. It's like a DIY project on this man's head, and I don't know where he is now. He's probably dead or something. <laughs> more than likely not listening he's also uh he's a sipsy guy is he guy we're talking about yeah yeah i, I think he stole our tv too one time. yeah i think he did <laughs> <laughs> another funny part of that what he's telling i was i was coming back from jasper is where i was coming from so i see i see these two people running across the highway up ahead of me and i'm like okay they're running awful fast to, to just be trying to get across the highway. When they're not get, beating traffic. I get closer and I realize it's that dude with a cop chasing him. <laughs> so they go across the over the, by Ye Cuisine and all that, and I'm like, I got this. So, <laughs> so I, I whip in there, you know, and I'm going to get up there. I'm going to cut this dude off, and I'm going to grab him, you know, help the, help the cop out because the cop's probably one of our friends or something, you know. I get, I, I'm driving parallel. Like, he's over here running through Dollar General on the sidewalk, and I'm looking at him. He's looking at me, and, and – I see he's got blood all over him, and I see who it is. I'm like, nah, hell no. Nah. Nope. <laughs> I just drive back to the shop. <laughs> but they ended up, he, he went in some bushes, and I'm sure he got tased multiple times. <laughs> but the, man, the cop was like running with his taser out, and this other truck pulled up beside me, and uh, he, he opened the door, the guy's door, the cop did, and jumped in there with him, and they drove off after the guy. I was like, yeah, I wasn't that committed to it, man. <laughs> I gotta get back to work. <laughs> it was wild though, man. That dude was oh. running fast, man. Eric, I know, I know you grew up around the Sipsy, Sip Town area, uh, so entertain us with your story. Man, I don't even know where to start. Uh, um, I'll tell you about the first fist fight I seen. Yeah, in my right, life. there we go. Uh, it's not that interesting, but it was funny in the context. I was in probably the first grade. Um, so you're fairly familiar with Sipsy? Yeah. You know where Mike's is? Yeah. Directly across the street from Mike's, there's a little weird concrete kind of median thing mm-hmm. that goes off to Piney Woods. Uh, I seen a dude, they, they were like eighth grade probably, uh, from Sipsy. I'm, I'm parked with my family over at, uh, my, I believe my aunt and my mom actually at Mike's. They're in the store. I'm sitting in the back seat looking out the back window at that intersection and a dude on a dirt bike pulls up. And a dude on a bicycle pulls up with him, and they just throw their bikes down and just start going, start going, going at fist fighting in that medium, man. That was the very first fist fight I ever seen. <laughs> That's just one city story. Oh, man. yeah. The dirt bike kid you saw might have actually been a relative of mine, like, <laughs> legitimately. Man, I, God, I know so many good stories. Let's try to think of what. Of what I could tell. <laughs> I mean, what you've already told is pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny, yeah, but I probably shouldn't even be telling that. But Sam, you got anything? Uh, well, since you guys had Seth on uh, recently, can I tell you my favorite uh, Seth Cummings? Oh, story? absolutely. Yeah, Seth yeah, listens to the show, so he'll love it. Okay, I, he, may, he may not even remember this. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so I, I want to say we were probably about seniors in high school or something like that at, at this time. You know, we were playing in this, this metal band, and uh, – I don't know how this all happened, but uh, we got booked to play this house party that was like out in the middle of nowhere. And we get there, and it's like a really nice house. You know, I mean, it's like it's like a four thousand square foot house. And uh, and it was like this girl. Um, it, it was her parents' house, and they were gone, and so she just has this big house party. So 
there's this big den that's a big open room and it was like us and this other metal band which uh called a or kind of hardcore band they're called for those we loved before um they were playing with us too and so we set up in there and we play and people are really partying down like you do when you're 18 years old Mm -hmm. and uh so we play and we leave all our stuff set up and uh there's still a pa and all that we all are partying like i remember the girl who owned the house at one point made a big giant pot of chicken noodle soup <laughs> and she was like getting ladles out and like taking them to people and like dumping it in their mouths and stuff. So what a party. It was, it was, it was what good. a party. She's like a really good host. Are you, fighting a, are you fighting a cold? I got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it spiked? Soup, soup's on. Yeah. So at, at one point I, I walked back into this room where we had been playing and all the lights are turned off and Seth has, is in there and he's gotten the mic to the PA system and he's just in there, like, talking off the top of his head. And there's, like, ten people in there, and they're just listening to him laughing. Everything, everything Seth says is hilarious. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So I'm like, wow, man, that's awesome. So I leave for, like, 30 minutes. And then I'm starting to notice, like, you know, this party's really dying, man. Like, Eric, everybody's going home. I walk back in. The whole party is in there now. Everybody is... And around in this big circle, and Seth is in the middle, and everybody's sitting Indian style, and he's sitting Indian style in the middle, and he's been talking for two hours, and everybody just is just cult listening. leader. Everybody's yeah, listening. That's when he started the cult. <laughs> that's what it was like. And I, so I just sat down and listened to you, know, man. And man, we we just died laughing at this. I was like, man, if this dude does not have his own television show one day, like I don't even yeah. know what's real. But I mean, I I, to, I will never forget that man. That he, he was on he his Henry a, Rollins show. Uh, yeah, he brought a whole party to a standstill because he was more entertained than anything I else. Just, wanted, just had some <laughs> stuff he needed to air out. Chicken noodle soup. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's hard to pass, top. If she was still been passing around. Yeah, pretty May, sure everyone would have died. Nobody, yeah, nobody <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> Nobody's getting a cold at that party. <laughs> But uh, oh man, that that was story time, Jeez. and uh, that's been my favorite story time so far. Lars Houston's where he'll move. He'll move. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I can't wait to listen to that. But, but, uh, that's a good one. We all, I say, we also have this new segment called Bot. It's our MFK of music. You got banger once trash. Who wants to go first? Because I got two different uh, album lists. We got banger and what in trash? Once. Like a one-night stand, like you listen to it once, you're done with it. Okay. And then trash, like when you just, you ain't going to listen to it. Okay. You can start this. You going to start it, Sammy? Bring it on, man. I do have a pretty good list compiled to you because I know you're a punk rock guy. You ready? I'm ready, man. All right. Feel free to, Eric, if you listen to these albums too, feel free to chime in. Well, they're all trash. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> Eric is not a punk rock fan, obviously. All right. You got Psalm 41, All Killer, No Filler. Blink-182, Enema of the State, and Green Day, Dookie. Okay, yeah, so that's pretty easy. So, Oh, sure. Uh, oh. Yeah, Green Day, Dookie is the banger. Uh, Enema of the State is like the once, you know, maybe maybe you're feeling nostalgic or something. And, of course, uh, Sun 41, Fat Lip. Or, uh, yeah, had Fat oh, Lip on it. Yeah, yeah, up, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be trash right away. Uh, yeah, I'm just, just going to pound my own chest on that. I actually knew what you were talking about on yeah, that one, so here. shout out to I me. Totally, hey. I was going to yeah. break it just like you did. Yeah. Yeah. So all everybody's in agreement that Sammy's order is correct. 
yeah, in, yeah, in agreement with. Uh-huh. I, I agree with myself. I yeah, 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 I am too. Like, yeah. I love all killer, no filler, but compared to those other two, like, I'm, I'm tossing it out. Yeah. Just because Dookie has carried its weight for D- yeah, I was gonna say, Dookie almost was 30 years now. Yeah. 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 20, 25 years, 24 years, about 20, that time. Yeah. No, yeah. 94, 95, wasn't it? 95, I think. Yeah. Shane, I didn't know you listened to punk rock. I called him out on SAS episode for not listening to metal. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's two completely different genres, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. What's, what's, or why, I mean, I know we all listen to all kinds of stuff, but like, what's what's your go-to genre? If you're just feeling good, what you going to put on? <sighs> like, nine times out of ten, it's going to be like, sub, 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 man. Some subgenre in country. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. That's what we were yeah. talking about with Seth. How like there's so many genres of metal. Yeah. Sure. Country also has oh, a shit ton of yeah. subgenres. And I mean, I'm just recently coming into like kind of fully grasping just how many subgenres there are, and yeah. not just country and like you said metal, but really any other type of music. You can no doubt. you can start to dive down a rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. Country but, is real separate for for its reasons too. Oh yeah. That, like, kind of like Shane asked me what kind of what subgenre this one artist was in, and I just like named it right off the yeah. bat because I knew. Yeah. Like I, I listen to all of. Well, I don't listen to bro country and the shit you hear on the radio. Right? Yeah, that's sure. that's the stuff that you. There's like one. Drake gives me shit for it all the time, and I think I think that kind of sparked why I keep listening to it, just because I know it pisses him off. <laughs> yeah. He's like Drake. Drake's ears will burn when I listen to this. Yeah. Song. Yeah. And anytime it comes on, I make sure he knows that I'm listening to it. <laughs> I think you can listen to it in a way that's like uh, the same way you might watch a reality show. Yeah, you know, like you know it's you know it's bad, but you just want to observe. Yeah, the, yeah, you just want to observe what's going on, like in a in a weird way or something. It's a, it's yeah. Sam Hunt's hard to forget. It's yeah. a terrible song, right? And just a ruined sample, right? Right, but. Right. Well, man, Cody Jinks is mad at it. Yeah, he knows bad. Yeah, yeah, sure. He got mad at it. like he put. Like I know y'all don't probably follow him or anything, but he was like, in, he was like, I was in the dentist's office. I heard this classic song start playing, but it was followed up. It was just a sample of a bullshit pop country song. He's like, he got like my country music is sampling now. Yeah, like, bro, country. Yeah. Bro, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The mainstream. That's one thing. That's I, how you know it's bad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you know it's got bad. He was because he was like, I was in the dentist's office. They couldn't do my anesthesia because my blood pressure got so high. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know that pissed that dude off. Wow, man. That's tough. All right, Eric, are you ready for for your set? I think so. I, I know you, and I know we've list, we appreciate some uh some of the good music, yeah. some some of the good hip hop, mm-hmm. hippity hop. So you ready? No, there's no little bow wow. This one. So good, maybe man. bow wow. <laughs> Before, when oh, yeah, he oh, yeah. when no, he dropped no, a little. Yeah. yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. Banger wants trash. You got. Outcast, Stankonia, Yellow Wolf, Trunk Music, Zero to Sixty, and Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Yours is harder than mine. It's very hard. Yeah. Man. Uh, See, I'm a hip-hop head, so I knew I could get you on that one. What's what's the three not the songs? What's the uh, what are we doing here? The album, the al- yeah. Outcast. No, 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 I know the album. Oh, banger called. once trash. Yeah. Okay. So what's the banger that you're gonna stay so, stay a lead? All eyes on me. Yeah. That's the banger. There you go. Okay, uh, cool. Gang, gang. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. We were just listening to that on the way yeah, here. We actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stink on you. It's uh, I can't. I hate to say even say this, but not the best Outcast album. Yeah, I would, I, yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. 
Yeah, agreed. <laughs> One agreed. bit, yep. And man, Yellow Wolf, that album is so good, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to have to be the trash. Yellow Wolf is trash? And Stankonia is the once. Yeah, that's the once. Uh, Yellow Wolf, not trash, but I had to pick one. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my goal that's is to put you in a tough part, spot. It's a tough part of that game. Sammy's yeah. the first one that just blasted Blaze through, through his yeah. list. Yeah. I think, actually, I think I would flip it. I think I would go with, dude, dang. That's tough. God. All Eyes on Me is a I mean, All Eyes classic. on Me is 100% the banger. Like, yeah. that's a clear cut. Unless you ask Colby and Dylan. Well, they're idiots. They're big fans. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, just be wrong, basically. Yeah. But Stankonia. Oh man, that's. Yeah, I'd put Stankonia as yeah. ones because, I mean, like, I know it's like from top to bottom album, but like Miss Jackson, like, yeah. If you say I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, somebody's gonna say I, I am, am for real. real. Uh-huh. Like they know that. Yeah. And if you drop a line from a Yellow Wolf song, somebody may not know. Exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the best Yellow Wolf. It's yeah. What's what's your favorite Yellow Wolf album? I like Love Story a lot. I thought that was yeah, that was a good one. one. Yeah. It got so much better. Like the more I listened to it. Yeah, I, I liked mean, Radioactive because that was a, that was a yeah. Decent. The only reason I wouldn't say it is it's just it's so all over the place. So many different people produced it. Yeah. But uh, the Love Story you had like DJ Clever produced it and Bones Owens was playing on it and it was just on point. Man, they had a whole they almost created a whole genre with that. And yeah. They all broke. They all split up and it went a bunch of different. So. You listen to Bones Owen stuff? Uh-huh. He's good. He opened up for Whiskey Myers. Really? Not. It was, like, He's I kind of gave it shit because, like, you couldn't hear him over his guitar. Yeah. Through the through his set. Yeah. But I've also listened to his recorded music, and I was like, I actually like it. Yeah, what's that? Uh, Maybe No King? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that dope. So that's Banger Once Trash. Y'all made it that pretty easy. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it's, it's a new segment. Yeah, was, like, yeah. we put I, our heads like together. It. Trying to present new content and give people something to stew on for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe I'll, introduce I'll you to something you hadn't heard of before. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, Sammy, obviously, since y'all were listening to the truck, do you have any input on that? Well, uh, I don't know. I think he's. I think that order is probably right, man. It's it's hard because like uh, AT Aliens, like probably my favorite hip hop album ever. Like Outkast, probably my favorite hip hop band yeah. ever, I guess, or group. But like. It's funny because like I I listen to that album Anna Quim and I all the time still man it's like I've, I've listened to them like a hundred times a piece and I still find new stuff every time I listen to them yeah. and uh and like the concepts they were working with like bridging gospel into that and, like mm-hmm. these weird like concept down is so cool but like if you like that yeah. you should you should uh, Goody Mob still standing oh my yeah, gosh it's a good album yeah best best southern southern rap album. I yeah, love when Goody Mob, Goody Mob was at, uh, well, no, CeeLo was at Crawfish Bowl, but he brought out oh, Goody, Goody Mob, Mob. with yeah. him. Yeah. I, I was like, was awesome. I was yeah. spazzing, man. I yeah, was like, no okay, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm satisfied now. I don't care who comes <laughs> on after awesome. him. I'm like, yeah, I'm solid. That's big. But yeah, it's like, I think we were talking about the shot not that long ago. It's like, every now and then, I'm like, man, I'm going to be throwing a steak on you. And then like gasoline you know, is it Gasoline yeah. Dreams comes yeah, on? It's yeah. just like, oh my gosh, this is the nastiest <laughs> opener to an album yeah. like ever, man. So cool. That's my. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to make it tough because obviously AT Aliens would have been like, yeah, a banger. Yeah. I would have, man. I would. No, if you would have thrown, no, if you would have thrown AT Aliens on there along with All Eyes on Me, so different. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. still be sitting here just yeah. grunting into the so mic. There'd been like ten minutes of silence. We'd had edit out because everybody's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I would have literally had to go on like track by track on each one. Yeah, yeah. All, all eyes on me is one of the greatest rap albums ever. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's like, top so, to bottom, and it's so pure. Much ground, yeah. man, like so many genres get brought into it. It's so cool. Man. So, and like, I still think Andre Three Thousand. He's in my top five lyricists of all time. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't put enough respect on Andre. No, it, oh, yeah. it's like yeah. I'd put him over Eminem. Like, yeah. oh, sure. I catch a lot. Yeah, of, Eminem I, says he's 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 one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah. I catch a lot of shit because I don't have Eminem in top five, but he's in my top ten. But yeah, well, think about rap. I mean, you think about hip hop before Andre three thousand, and not to say they didn't have great lyricists, but like, man, they didn't have nothing like that. And no. it's like they, there's no going there's no going back. After an Andre 3000. Yeah, you had yeah. guys that could tell a story through their music. Sure. Yeah. But Andre you, was like you that. You got the street mixed with the conscious mm-hmm. kind of rap. Yeah. yeah. That's an amazing blend. Yeah. And, and, and with his, all the beats they were using. Was, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and his opinions weren't, you know, you a lot of those conscious rap guys, it, it sometimes almost sounds like sloganeering type stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, let me choose whatever stance on these issues is popular right mm-hmm. now or like progressive right now and I mean his his views were so progressive then that they still like you listen to him to now, now it's like we well, ought to be doing what he's talking about yeah. now I mean he's yeah. so ahead of his time that's why I like Talib Quayle because oh, like, yeah. he spoke on a lot of stuff yeah. he's in my top five yeah uh, he spoke about stuff that back then that should be happening now it's not yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah uh, but yeah that was that was a solid segment uh, I try to make it tough yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you blew through yours, but you're a punk rock connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was dead on, too. Well, yeah, I mean, Green Day, man, it was, like, it, it's one of those things where, you know, like, if a kid is coming up and they're looking at Green Day now, you know, whatever whatever they're putting out, I'm sure it's, you know, it is what it is. I don't you know, like but, what they are now. Yeah, I mean, but it's 25 years later, but back then, you know, they were, as far as, like, I don't know. I mean, they, they found a really cool way to package all that together. And it, that was like one of the first bands that got me into actual music, not just like whatever my family was listening to. Or, yeah. You know, that was the, one of the first bands I latched onto. And it was like, oh, like this is, you know, this is my thing. But, yeah, awesome. Sure. Well, now it's the, our favorite segment, our final segment, The Last Shots. Eric has survived one round before. <laughs> Skin of my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to put both of you to the test. Are you both ready? Mm-hmm. All right, this is the last shots. This is the the final segment of Past the Old 64 Part 2 with Sammy Snow and Eric Nix. Oh, like I said, once again, thanks for both of these guys coming on, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. But we're going to jump into the last shots. We're ready. We're fired up. We've been drinking. <laughs> so we're going to see. The jar what these, has been passed. The jar has been passed. So we're going to see what these guys are made of for one minute. And here we go. The last shots begin now. All right, here we go. This is the last shots with Sammy Snow and Eric Nix of Old Sixty Four Barbershop. If you had one final haircut to perform, what's the style you would give that person? A mullet, buzz cut. What is a low key spot in Walker County that you would advise to someone to visit? Uh, the Little Giant Farmers Market. <laughs> yeah, that's a gold answer though. Oh, that's so good. Old 64 Barbershop. <laughs> hey, there we go. I was waiting on it. <laughs> Sammy, if you could design one t-shirt for Old 64, what would it be? 
uh, probably a bunch of really messy scribbles uh, with a dude cutting his uh, own hand off with a pair of old shears. <laughs> Eric, what's one design that you've thought about but you've never put into action? Uh, that meme I did of Blaze where he's cutting that monkey's <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I should have made. I should have made that one. Are there any ideas for a Christmas card that you're going to put up in the middle of the barbershop instead of mailing them out all year? No. Not at this time. We'll speak on that later. Yeah. Where do you, and final question, where do you see Walker County in five years? Uh, bigger and better version of what it is now. Same, same progression. Yeah. Uh, I just hope it, uh, keeps getting cooler but it stays rowdy too you know yeah and that's the end of the last shots yeah that was well put there boys that was well put that was a solid last shot so you breeze through it nobody had to take a shot for passing yeah so that's a win that little giant got me man. That, was, <laughs> that was a golden answer visit little giant's been there as long as little i can giant, remember man, dude i love it everybody's sleeping on little giant yeah, yeah that's a good one man but guys uh I, th I thank you so much for your time, and uh, obviously we'll see you at some point. Get, yeah, dude. Get, get the haircut. Fun, yeah. That was awesome. Thanks, uh, man. Yeah, we're trying to build something solid here, and like I said, I feel like Eric's the pioneer of this movement that's going on in Walker County, and all of us are just kind of piggybacking doing what we can. Well, y'all keep doing what y'all do because y'all are doing it better than I, <laughs> than I ever did. <laughs> we're going to try, man. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, is there any any last message you want to give to the listeners other than to visit Old 64 Barbershop? I don't know, man. Y'all just take care of each other out there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just keep keep supporting one another. Uh, don't shoot down any ideas or, you know, yeah, keep, we're, keep keep supporting everyone and keep, keep building everybody up. We're trying to grow here, and all y'all support for everything going on will carry a long way. Folks, this has been a fun episode. Thanks for tuning in. As always, thanks for Shane for joining me. Always He's here do. all the time. Always. So, uh, but as always, love your neighbor. If that jar is not empty, keep passing that thing around. Talk to someone different than you, and we'll see you next time on Pass the Jar.